Welcome to the Sunday Night Showdown. Once again, unleash the monster known as Abyss. Petey Williams seeks revenge against his former mentor and main event muscle, Scott Steiner. Big Papa Pump has got your hook up. They believe muscle is who you need to look up. You know who I am? I'm the legend champion Booker T. Mafia man. Next time you put your hands on me, sucker, I'm gonna bury you. Referee Shane Sewell takes a stand against TNA Legends champion Booker T. The main event mafia will be the greatest array of champions to ever be assembled as one in the history of this business. For the past four months, the main event mafia has controlled TNA with an iron fist. TNA belongs to us. This is mafia, baby. The front line. Taken out one by one, but their heart and soul has returned hungry for justice. He's back! Brother Ray! Team 3D! Kane, I'm gonna kick your Olympic gold medal ass! I won Sting! It's gonna be a four-way match for the TNA World Heavyweight title of your Sting! Team 3D can work together! Can Sting and Kurt Angle work together? We're a family! Worst type of family is a family can't be. Will the main event mafia continue their reign of terror, or will the frontline win a battle in the war for respect? Main event mafia, let me introduce you to the real small Joe. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of Sunday Night Showdown, where tonight, 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 we bring you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's latest pay-per-view offering, Against All Odds. And what looks to be a mediocre card, I do believe, will Sting retain the World Heavyweight Championship, or does Kurt Angle take it tonight? Because let's face it, I don't think Team 3D is quite ready for a world title shot yet. Shane Sewell and Booker T for the Legends Championship. Who's going to come out victorious? We'll just have to tune in later on tonight. But of course, I'm being joined by the usual co-host, my producer, P. Diddy. Internet Dave is in the house. I am so, here, yes. Mark the Shark DiCarlo here, yes. is in the house, ready to take a bite out of quite a few topics tonight that we're going to be discussing. And of course, there's me, the charismatic king of the showdown ring, the sexy one himself. JJ Sexay, Mr. Money on the Mic, and we are broadcasting live, ladies and gentlemen, from Bottoms Up Sports Pub in the heart of Calgary. 
out Dramatic part of Canada. Oh. As the shark is uh, getting the headset on and, and joining us for the broadcast. What's going on tonight, fellas? Well, you know what, fellas, meaning me. All is right. You? Well, you yes. know what? I, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm. Jacked, I'm here too. I'm pumped. Um, just like our waitress's breasts, we're ready for action. Nice breast, by the way. And thank you. Well, you can thank her personally later. Exactly. That's right. And uh, TNA's presentation of Against All Odds is only one of the reasons why I'm jacked up tonight and excited to be with yourself, Double J, and even you, Internet Dave. I'm going to keep the criticizations down to a bare minimum, but I won't hesitate in feeding you a couple of ratatats when it's necessary upon your um, directorial indeficiencies, if you will. Sounds uh, good to me. Okay. You just keep better keep on your, uh, your best behavior technologically, or we're going to remove not only your headset, but a few fingers as well. Anyways... <laughs> Uh, welcome down to uh, Sunday Night Showdown on the SundayNightShowdown.com network here at uh, Bottoms Up Sports Pub, 3220 17th Avenue Southwest in arguably Canada's home for pro wrestling. And we're going to be talking about a lot tonight, not only TNA's Against All Odds pay-per-view emanating from uh, Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, but a lot of goings-on in the week that was in pro wrestling not to mention the least of which double j wwe's western canadian trip to vancouver on friday night at the agrodome and saturday night or pardon me saturday afternoon at the save on center in beautiful downtown victoria british columbia with some postcard fireworks outside of the save on center with none other than Winnipeg, Manitoba's own Y2J, Raw's Jericho, Chris, of course, we're talking about. And we'll talk about that. The internet is a buzz, but we've got some inside info on what actually happened outside of the Savon Center after WWE's uh, uh, Raw's and ECW house show uh, yesterday afternoon in Victoria. British Columbia. Yeah, you know what? I'm looking forward to having a, a conversation about that later. I'm really fired up about uh, a lot of the topics we're going to talk about tonight. I definitely want to delve into that later on in the program. We're also going to, later on in the program, play a couple of clips uh, dealing with the uh, Legends of WrestleMania game that's coming out oh. in March, okay. right before WrestleMania, All right. Uh, for the PS3 and the Xbox 360. As and for the Wii or no? Uh, not for the Wii, just for those Damn. two systems. I know you got to right. get next gen. All right, well, you got to get next gen, Shark. All right, all right. But uh, we will be discussing that. Uh, we have a, a nice little uh, clip of IGN and Howard Finkel revealing some of the roster today. They'll be revealing more tomorrow at IGN, more on Friday as well. So never in the coming weeks, never enough Fink on uh, on Sunday Night Showdown. Never enough Fink. So in the coming weeks, we will bring you. Uh, all the news and happenings on the release of the game, which, being a gamer myself, I am right. I am psyched about this game, but we'll talk about that later on. I really want to start the show off. We've got the X Division title on the line. Eric Young against the champion, Alex Shelley. I mean, predictions for the show tonight. We may as well get started right here. Well, I think, first of all, within the first minute of this pay-per-view, the ceiling is going to... 
be set on fire. Just to have a reminiscing thing with Eric Young and, and Hotshot Johnny Devine, they're going to light the ceiling on fire in the impact zone, and they're going to have a first-ever um, smoke stipulation for the X Division title. You asked me for my prediction, and there it is. The roof, the roof, the, the roof. roof is on fire. That was a that was a was that great moment. Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> that oh, I thought that the Just jobber. How reacted I, to it. It was I thought Dave that the jobber was in the impact zone in Florida and was smoking pot in the roof the day that the ceiling was set ablaze in the match between Eric Young and Hotshot Johnny Devine. I was never so proud of Johnny Devine as I was that night because I thought, ladies and gentlemen, he would finally main event a pay-per-view. Well, it could have been the only match. That's right. Anyways. And he uh, would have been the main event. Do you guys notice how packed it is? Speaking of the rafters, packed, I say, here at Bottom Up Sports Pub tonight. Sold out show. TNAs against all odds <laughs> pay-per-view. I, I can't believe the, the turnout here tonight. Of course, the... Uh, the uh, the press box is filled with dignitaries tonight, including PWA's <laughs> Dandy Dan Myers, uh, including internet and adult film editing guru, the one and only Aaron, and of course, Alberta's biggest wrestling fan, the Jobber. What is that smell in here tonight? Oh, it's Must that. be him because he's the shit. Well, well, it's those vanilla cigars. He keeps, the vanilla uh, cigars. I thought it was the, the Cuban marijuana. I'm not <laughs> sure. Anyways, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out here to Bottom Show Sports Pub tonight and enjoying not only TNAs Against All Odds, but uh, the opinions of us here on Sunday Night Showdown. The only opinions in the world of professional wrestling that matter. Well, Truthfully. we don't need to toot our own horn, but when you have horns as big as this, it's not so hard to toot. It's all about genetics. At all. It's all about genetics. 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 Who was the genetic jackhammer? Was that not? That Vincent was Vince McMahon. Kennedy McMahon. Yes. Right, right, right. Anyways. So, uh, as, as far as this match is concerned, I mean, Eric Young, Alex Shelley, uh, a great matchup to start off. We're seeing a lot of high spots. I'm going to go with uh, Alex Shelley retains tonight. I, I don't well, see Eric Young taking this title. No, I can't see that either, and especially the uh, um, especially the, the the number of matches that these guys have had over the course of uh, each of their wrestling careers, heading, of course, uh, stemming back to the uh, Ontario independent wrestling scene, of course, with the uh, promotion owned and run to this day by a former TNA agent and uh, director, and producer Scott Demore, of course. I speak of none other than Border City Wrestling. Um, but these guys have definitely progressed in TNA's X Division and uh, both outstanding performers, to say the least. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Showtime Eric Young and, and Alex Shelley, two of the, the finest wrestlers in the X Division and two of the finest athletes in all of TNA. Uh, I definitely think this company's dropping the ball with a lot of their guys. I mean... They've got quite the roster of very established talent, but yet they continue to push the uh, the main event mafia and the, the guys who have been around and don't really want to share that spotlight. And you know, I, Double J, I kind of equate it to the professional golf tour. You've got your regular PGA, you've got your senior PGA or champions, and really... Um, the, the the young young performers, the young stars in TNA are certainly can be equated into regular PGA and the uh, 
uh, the main event mafia and older um, workers that are in TNA could be acquainted to the senior PGA and, and somebody, a number of people in the office, obviously, we've, we've gone over this ad nauseum over the course of uh, time here on Sunday Night Showdown. They, they see fit to continue to push the aging former superstars whose stars have kind of twinkled out over the course of time and uh, I guess that's what we have to deal with. Well, isn't the main event mafia's job going to be eventually to just put over the front line and say, hey, these former WWE guys, although older, have eventually just been defeated by these younger upstarts who are TNA originals? Isn't that the long-term plan, even if it's not necessarily happening right now, right well, this you, minute? You would think so on paper, uh, Internet Dave, but uh, and in theory, that's, that's actuality what should happen, whether or not it's going to. It's a completely different story and certainly uh, up for much speculation. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, it irks me, though, really. Every time you, you watch TNA Impact, which, and I'm going to be real honest here, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't catch Impact on, on the week. And the last couple of weeks, the only wrestling show that I have seen, honestly, is Raw. I mean, I do try to keep up with what's going on through uh, reviews and, you know, recaps. Well, I mean, really, do we, let's see. Uh, two hours of Raw, hour of ECW, two hours of SmackDown, there's five, hour of Impact. So six hours of North American wrestling to watch on a weekly basis just to keep up to what's going on, not, not to mention cruising around the internet. If you have a U.S. satellite, you can always watch on Galavision on Saturday afternoons. Uh, AAA Lucha Libre wrestling out of uh, out of Mexico, of course, where Calgarian... Uh, uh, Ted Hart is right now, and uh, I mean, uh, honestly, to do a proper job of keeping on top of what's going on in the mainstream world of professional wrestling, guys, you're looking at for sure 12 hours a week of watch well, time exactly, alone. Exactly. Well, don't forget, uh, starting in uh, late March, early Ma April, Ring, Ring of, of Honor, Honor, Right. I don't know, one or two hours perhaps on HDNet. Two hours on HDNet. Two hours per week. Two hours per week wow. on HDNet. Yeah, there was I think a... Uh, a thing on, on HDNet's website uh, this past week that uh, said that they've confirmed two hours uh, on a weekly basis. And uh, for those that are listening to Sunday Night Showdown in Canada, you can get HDNet now in Canada on one service provider, and that's Shaw High Def Digital. Does that mean you can watch it, Dave? I have that. I'm gonna, yeah, that, I'm going to be order, ordering that HDNet and, and, uh, channel. Apparently... It's it's going to be on Wednesday nights, so there there you, know you, what? Can, you can watch. That's the perfect you, you night can, to have you it. Can watch. Internet Dave, can I ask you a question? Did your mother raise you the right way? I mean, don't you know? Don't you know? Moving the mic up. You are not supposed to to. to eat and talk. You have to chew with your mouth closed. Why are you You're sitting, sitting with here? Your back to uh, the uh, 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 uh. Oh, because he's got a screen behind me. Oh, apparently. What's wrong with your regular seat? It's too far away to be able to hear you guys properly. Really? Yeah. So I've never been accused of not being able <laughs> to be heard, and I'm sure uh, you, you've never had that that criticism as well, Double J. No. 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 All right. Well, Dave, I know you're getting kind of old, well, buddy. Turn well, up your hearing no, aid. At the same time, when you got uh, the annoying sound of uh, Don Way, 
Don, West. Don, West. Don West. West and Mike Tanay in the background. Don, Don Way. Wait a minute. Don Way. What's in da- and, and I Jay you Lito in the background. You, didn't drink. you really have to uh, I you concentrate gave up drinking. On, on the two people who actually know Answer the business. Answer the question. I thought you gave up drinking. I never did. That Jack and I never started. It should be. Uh, I'd rather hear the two guys who know <laughs> the business than the two guys in Orlando right now who don't know the business. Come on. That's not entirely true. Uh, Don West knows the business of, of selling uh, uh, t-shirts. ugly T-shirts uh, on, on, <laughs> on, Q, on, on QBS or QBC. But um, Mike Tenay, I have all the respect in the world for. He's a uh, walking encyclopedia of the history of pro wrestling. I have nothing bad to say, really, because I love to you know critique what? Mike Tenay. Mike Tenay's fine. Mike uh, Tenay's fine. fine. Uh, Don West. He does have talent. It's just in the dressing really tacky department. Yeah, and I mean, if we could have Kevin Nash and Booker T on the show every week, that that would be just the, the perfect solution. So, <laughs> Okay, I'm hoping that was sarcasm or a joke. Because like I said, any, anytime, anytime Kevin Nash has a live mic in front of him, that's, that's what I want to see. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm a happy man. I did not see the debacle of a show two weeks ago that everybody is, everybody and their mother is talking about that was just awful. But just based on what I read about it, I mean, for the sheer, being a, a ring announcer every now and then, as I have been over the last six, seven years, um, just thinking of Scott Steiner in that capacity terrifies me. I, I can't imagine... What kind of a job Scott Steiner did as a ring announcer on that night? Um, I don't really know what TNA was thinking when they put together that card for that night and aired it. It, it was like it was like going to the top of the mountain and then realizing that you're in the sludge at the very bottom of the mountain because, damn, like TNA just sabotages their product, and I don't understand. I mean, they're not competition for WWE. They're supposed to be an alternative. But honestly, they're more like WWE Lite with worse writing. And it's just, it's sad. It but really is. Yeah, Scott Steiner as the, uh, as the, uh, the ring announcer was hilarious. Uh, the line I had to give him credit for was, uh, you, you don't need to build a wall across the Mexican border. You need to build a wall against the Canadian border to make sure that those asshole Canadians can't get in. <laughs> that was hilarious. You me. know, I remember Scott Steiner in his, uh, in his younger days, he was... Uh, Pretty funny on the stick. I think the roids have, the roids have not only pumped up his body, but but literally wrecked his his brain patterns, and uh, and it's uh, it's pathetic. I mean, Ravenous Randy would be a better uh, ring announcer than Scott Steiner ever would be. So, absolutely. So, it's uh, but yeah, it, it was funny. It, I I admit it was uh, it was very entertaining, and this match is. Developing very, very nicely. Alex Shelley and Eric Young here for the X Division Championship. Well, Dave, if you would, uh, could you run down the uh, the card tonight? I want to kind of go over some predictions uh, before we actually get to the matches. All right. Just kind of sure. give us uh, give us a look at what's going on. One of the things, I guess, while you're while you're pulling this up, I'll talk about is uh, finally we get to see Abyss versus Matt Morgan. I mean, could this really? be the ending to this this awful? tag team feud debacle that they've had going on. Matt Morgan is a guy who is better suited as a powerhouse that's just a, a just a total monster. He should be going after the, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. He should be a dominant 
beast, okay? And he's relegated to tag team action with Abyss, who is another guy who, quite frankly, should be the monster Abyss. Uh, that, that's, that's what you marketed him. And you've, you turned him into this... Uh, this buffoon. Buffoon. In prison clothes. I, I have a real problem with the way TNA's booked the monster Abyss. He's uh, become a whiny non-monster. And um, why all of a sudden after five years does he now have the ability, and they've given us no reason, does he have the ability to speak and to cut a promo, albeit awful promos, um, is, is beyond me. And I, I, I don't know. That I, I just, it's another glaring error of misbooking in my humble estimation um, I, I couldn't agree with you more Double J when you say let him be the monster abyss and let him run roughshod over everybody yet um, they they continue to uh, milk and force feed us with the uh, feud ooh, the feud with uh, with Matt Morgan and whom I'd much rather uh, see have bigger matches with with other workers uh, uh, and as you predicted, Double J, uh, Alex Shelley of the Motor City Machine Guns retains the X Division title, of course, the next TNA pay-per-view uh, in in March is, of course, the Locked Ultimate down. X on Destination X. So that should be, uh, is no. that not right, Dave? Uh, I, I believe yes, you're right I on that, I'm yeah. Right. I'll double and, check. And if you noticed, I don't, I don't know if you, you saw the finish of the match, but... Very good match between these two. Um, great way to start the pay-per-view off. Very solid action. But if you noticed, the uh, the final move of the match was a roll-up. The same move Alex Shelley beat Chris Saban yes. to win that yes. title. The roll-up. Is, is this his new finisher? Like, look at this. Dirty roll-up from behind. One, two, three. It's academic. It's over. And didn't even grab the tights. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I, I would have wanted to see a better, uh, better finish than that, but... Well, he's, hey. a, he's a heel, though. Don't forget. So what, he's going to win every match with a roll-up now? That that would be a traditional way of looking at it. A um, traditional way of looking at it. So run down that card for us, Internet Dave, if you don't all mind. All right. One moment. Okay. Oh. Uh, Abyss Matt Morgan, Scott Steiner, Petey Williams. Well, if Petey Williams hates Scott Steiner so much, why has he not changed his look to get away from duplicating Scott Steiner's look. Uh, awesome Kong and ODB in the Knockouts Championship. Well, I'm looking forward to that. An open challenge by Brutus Magnus. Brutus Magnus, yes. Uh, I'm a modern-day gladiator. I'm Brutus Magnus. Very good. Uh, Booker T and Shane Sewell in a Legends Championship. Shane Sewell's been in two he's a feuds. Where Shane Sewell's a legend. I don't think he's Legendary referee he, Shane he, he Sewell. getting a, a shot at the Legends title. I, I don't <laughs> think Shane Sewell has spoken one word. To, uh, maybe I, I missed something. I just really enjoy his little facial expressions. He's, he's quite entertaining. Yeah. Uh, beer money against Lethal Consequences for the World Tag Team Championships, that which should be, should be an excellent match. match. Yep. yep. Uh, okay. And once again, the World Heavyweight Fatal 4-Way. Sting versus Kurt versus Ray versus Devon. Okay. Let's dissect the card here. I, I want to go predictions, match for match. Let's start with the main event, okay? All right. Main event mafia. You have two members. You've got Sting, your champion, Kurt Angle. Then you've got, for the front line, the Dudley boys, Team right. 3D, okay? Right, right. Um, I noticed Bubba's 
sporting a new hairdo with the mohawk. Maybe he's had that for a while. I don't know. I haven't noticed. But uh, About two weeks. About yeah. two weeks? Yeah, yeah I, I haven't watched TNA, okay. so I, I couldn't tell you. Um, let's face it, guys. Sting is injured. He's had knee problems for the last couple of months. This is the smart money right here to take the title off of Sting and put it on Kurt Angle. The only man in that match, quite frankly, that should be the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. So I'm going with my prediction tonight. Kurt Angle walks away in the main event, the leader of the main event mafia and the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Well, you know what, uh, Double J, that, that seems the only logical booking choice given the fact that you really can't in your right mind think that uh, Bubba Ray or Devon are going to attain the title. And uh, if they are going to have a new champion tonight would definitely be it given the fact of the aforementioned uh, uh, Borden's knee problems and uh, and and we'll we'll have to see but uh, um, I really can't see any other outcome tonight unless they for some strange reason continue to leave the strap on Sting. Uh, you know what if it wasn't for Sting's knee injuries I would have said I it, if it had been me I would have chosen for Sting to have retained the title by maybe pinning Kurt. And Jeff Jarrett and Dutch Mantel are your good friends, correct? Everybody uh, else is. It, right? No, it, not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I knew there was some clarification. Uh, not yet. Anyway, um, but because of Sting's knee injuries, I would agree putting the, the title on Kurt is the best idea because however, it's the only idea. However, Randy and Dandy Myers are your good friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure about that, Double J. We <laughs> might have to uh, get the Brothers Myers on Sunday Night Showdown a little bit later on to give their, both of their expert opinions on the news that was in the week of pro wrestling. We'll have to see if we can book that. We might have to break open the checkbook for that. Wow, that, that's a hefty tab. That's a hefty tab. You, you don't know how the Brothers Myers can eat. Well, since we're uh, since we're obviously uh, getting ready for Big Papa Pump versus Maple Leaf Muscle, Petey Williams as Scott Steiner is making his way down to the ring. I'm gonna say Scott Steiner tonight completely kills Maple Leaf Muscle, <laughs> Petey Williams. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a squash. Coming on, eh? It's a squash. Five minute match. It's over. Take a powder. Scott Steiner, main event mafia. Run rough shot over the front line. Petey Williams gone in five minutes. I'm not sure. I'm, after this, be a squash. Uh, no, after this uh, big uh, ring entrance by Scott Steiner, he, he looks already blown up. He's already blown up. Well, his only saving grace is Petey Williams' entrance. He'll take a little bit of time posing and stuff. So Scott ought to be okay in the 20 minutes it takes Petey Williams to get down to the ring. I think he'll be all right. Like I said, to me... Petey Williams walks down to the ring here with the uh, the chain uh, headgear and the sunglasses. To me, if he's trying to get away from Scott Steiner, abandon the entire look. Change everything. And that's not what's happening here. And I, I don't know. I have to admit, guys, I'm surprised that in a uh, Vince Russo, Dutch Mantel world, we're not having some sort of whoever wins the match keeps the look whoever loses the match has to dye their hair and lose the glasses and lose this and lose that stipulation you stupid son of a bitch you just <laughs> gave them an idea they're gonna steal that for the next show well it's been it's been known for a very long time that the booking committee at 
TNA Wrestling listens very intently to the archive of Sunday Night Showdown on ah, a weekly basis. But if they retained that knowledge that they get from Sunday Night Showdown, TNA would be one of the biggest wrestling companies in the world today with the, with the booking expertise of myself and, of course, Mark the Shark DiCarlo. I mean, think of what TNA could be. Seriously. I can only think of what it's not. Well, and, and that's boy, obvious. Oh boy, does, does Petey Williams look smaller than ever? I'm sorry. I mean, he's jacked up, but he looks like sky low low compared to Scott Steiner. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me back when Scott Steiner was much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know. But like what, what, when uh, Scott Steiner was 12? A couple thousand steroids <laughs> later, there you got Big Papa Pump. Can you say clambuterol? <laughs> Jesus. No wellness going on in TNA. No, 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 no. They don't have a wellness program. No, they don't actually. Uh, no, they're they not. Don't and they're and they're going to soon because the uh, the uh, the federal the federalities in the states are are hot after uh, TNA to have have a wellness program and if, I think they've actually all kidding aside, given them a uh, timeline for for incepting a wellness program and if they don't, they're just going to come in and. Uh, make everybody piss in the bottle and lo and behold there'll be no more tna you know what when that happens scott steiner will be 300 pounds of fat <laughs> he or will retired. come on there or and retired. be so fat it won't yeah. even be funny i think he I mean, takes a steroid shot at breakfast lunch and dinner we uh i think dave you should google and find out how old scott steiner is let's find out how old scott steiner is any, any guesses 45 I'm gonna Maybe. say I'm gonna say like 46. Yeah, I'm I'm going 46 on that one. Yeah, 45, 46 is what I'm thinking too. Because he looks it. Well, they all look it. I mean, like Booker's got to be 42, 43. St- uh, Angle's probably 41. Sting's got to be 46. Nash's got to be about 47. It's it's just it's a crying shame when I look at Scott Steiner and I think of. The Steiner Brothers tag team in their heyday. Scott and Rick were, in my opinion, one of the greatest tag teams. They were my favorite tag team in the early 90s. Uh, there you, were, you look at them in the old uh, um, NWA and then subsequently in WCW. And the, uh, I mean, in, in the mid early to mid-80s, it was only the Steiners and the Road Warriors and... and Nobody else mattered. You want to? You, you might want to at the time throw in the uh, the Anderson brothers, but after that, well, there, there's nobody else. I'm going to say this: Halloween Havoc from 1990. Here we go, the Walking Encyclopedia, ladies and gentlemen. I believe it was um, it was the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. I'm pretty sure it was that venue. I, I could be wrong on the venue, but I do know it was in Chicago. It was um, the night that Sid Vicious took on Sting for the. NWA World Heavyweight Championship, right? And they pulled out the the Barry Windham dressed as Sting, and Sid Vicious thought he won, and Sting ran out. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make: the Steiner brothers had a barn burner of a match with the Nasty Boys that was just totally hardcore. It was one of the best matches I had seen at the time. I mean, the Nasty Boys and the Steiner brothers had such a good chemistry in that ring. I mean, the Nasties don't get enough credit for the team that they used to be. And I really think that they were one of the pioneer tag teams in both the WWF and WCW. 
Uh, you were absolutely correct on every single point. October 27, 1990 in Chicago, the UIC Pavilion, I believe now known as the uh, Rosemont Horizon, uh, Halloween Havoc 1990, where Sting pinned Sid Vicious in the main event. The NWA U.S. Tag Team Champions, Rick and Scott Steiner, successfully defended by defeating the Nasty Boys. U.S. Tag Team Champions. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So, congratulations. Very well done. And Scott Steiner is 46 and a half. Really? I was right. Wow. Holy right on shit. all accounts. All Ladies and gentlemen. Royal flush. We're done with Sunday Night Showdown. <laughs> Have a great night. And bottoms up, everybody. <clears throat> That's you know, right. You know what? I was never a huge fan of, of the Nasties. I mean, to me, they had a, a li they were brawlers, but they had kind of a, hard, a limited move set. Um, obviously. So they're not, they're not your close friends, the Nasty Boys. Not anymore. Not no. anymore? You were very close friends, though, with Public Enemy, weren't you? <laughs> right? Uh, no? Oh. You told me that once. <laughs> no? Did you meet Johnny oh, wow. Grunge or Rocco Rock? Flyboy, Rocco Rock, and Johnny Grunge. Did you go through a table? No, I have I never been. Did you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I think Dave is suffering from post-concussion syndrome. It was funny. I, I remember <clears throat> uh, with the old show... We were here uh, with the night that that uh, Jimmy Anvil Nightheart and the late great uh, Bad News Allen, Bad News Allen yeah. were here, and somebody was making some really stupid comments as usual. And uh, I said to him, I said, "You know what? The Anvil's going to put you, the Anvil and Bad News are going to work together and put you through that table." Anvil really and close <laughs> with both nasty boys. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he shut up after that. So, yeah, the nice. nasties did not have any roids. That's for sure, but uh, no. they were not on wellness for, no, for no, damn no. sure. You know what? But uh, Brian Nobbs, he looked like for the Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling, which I unfortunately subjected myself to. Um, I I enjoyed it, and uh, he looked good. I mean, he's not walking with a cane anymore. I don't. I don't maybe he had some surgery or something. But well, let me just say this: you were talking about CCW just now, and I know we're off topic. We're going to get right back on to what we were originally talking about just a second but CCW the concept is okay don't get me wrong it's a train wreck you have to watch it but the fact that Dennis Rodman won the whole fucking thing yeah. really pisses me off because Dennis Rodman has had matches in WCW he's had independent matches with you know different various people Mr. Perfect included it reeks of a setup Todd Bridges should have won that competition you know? I liked how Butterbean competed, too. He's Butterbean. Taking, he's taking independent wrestling books. The Mean right Bean. Now. The Mean Bean. The Mean Bean. But, uh, no, yeah, I, I enjoyed Todd Bridges. Obviously, the less I saw of Dustin Diamond and uh, Danny Bonaducci, the better. Never enough to me, Danny Bonaducci. Oh, I love Danny Bonaducci. Danny Bonaducci, funny. He's, he's hilarious. Have a celebrity boxing contest? Uh, oh, he in, kicks the shit box. out of Didn't he have oh, one against Jose Canseco or something yes. coming up? The yes. hardcore match that they had where they were throwing each other through walls and stuff was entertaining. Bonaducci is a loose cannon. Like, that dude is nuts. I love is. Bonaducci. You ever heard his radio show? Yes. Funny it, shit. Dude, if he was a fucking professional wrestler, he'd be fucking awesome. Funny shit. He is, he's the total package. He could fucking cut a promo. He's fucking crazy. As we're having some audio feed and uh, video, video feed, feed difficulties. here with uh, TNA, Let's obviously. Let's porn producer Aaron Hamilton on it. <laughs> Is did, it, oh, did, I was going to say, is it raining in Orlando shit. tonight? It must be. Know. 
Either that or somebody didn't clear off the uh, the snow on their dish tonight. There's no snow. What are you talking oh, it's, about? It's you're, been, from, you're from Oklahoma. You don't have snow it's there. It's been 50 degrees here all week, which, yeah. for, Cal- which for Calgary in February is, is rare to begin with. No, but, this is uh, a problem on oh, TNA's end. It's a TNA problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what's <clears> funny? Not to, once again, not to get too much off topic, and we'll wait for the shark to, re- to return, but... Uh, Okay, so so we've already made the comments on this match. We think Scott Steiner is Scott Steiner is going to basically dominate this match. It's been a good match so far. Uh, P.D. Williams is hanging in there. What else do we have on the card tonight? What's our next match? Well, we don't know the order, but we went. I, I would imagine it's probably going to be the women's women's match. So Awesome Kong and ODB. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm going to go out on a limb here tonight, and I'm going to say that tonight in that very ring. ODB walks away, your TNA knockouts champion. Her time has come. It's time to put that strap on ODB. I'm picking ODB. And as someone who has worked with her a couple times, she's a great gal, and I want to see her walk away with that gold tonight, so I'm picking ODB. Could be my only loss tonight, four matches, but I say ODB all the way. Yeah, I like ODB a lot. Um it's, it's funny because you, you look at the wrestlers that uh, are in the, the company and in the female division. You got ODB. You got um, Velvet Sky and, and uh, Angelina Love. To me, like, the angle kind of portrays of the beautiful people with Sarah Palin kind of portrays an interesting dynamic where, I mean, st- honestly, uh Angelina Love, Velvet Sky, they're gorgeous. They're absolutely gorgeous. And when they were put in with a, about five or six weeks ago with the mark, with the marks and they had to hang out with them, um, to me it, it, it was strange because, like, how did... Hey, hang on one second. I, I want to recap this. Uh, Petey Williams goes for a Hurricane Rana to the outside on Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner reverses with a vicious powerbomb to the outside of Petey Williams. I think it's over for Petey Williams. Um, where this is our typical like Markish wrestling audience, I wonder how they would have they were inter- interested in getting into the business when that was the market that they were going to be going towards. Like, I mean, like I said, all all the women I've ever seen in the wrestling business, both in Alberta, in Western Canada, and on both companies, both major companies, have been like I said, just gorgeous. It it, it amazes me how they got interested in the business and how they wanted to go that, that far in the business because it wouldn't, you wouldn't expect them to be the typical fan and, and to be interested in it, but the typical female wrestler is not that, uh, is not the, the typical fan that you would see in a Markish type audience like, like, like we've seen at very various independent shows in this city. It, it's it's an interesting dynamic. Oh, holy shit. Scott Steiner just broke out a move I haven't seen in a long time. That was the Steiner screwdriver on Petey Williams as he spikes him down to the mat. And it's over for Petey Williams, ladies and gentlemen. He is knocked the fuck out. Petey might not recover from that. I have not seen Scott Steiner pull that move out in years. Wow, that was incredible. I want to see the replay on that. Yeah. 
Don't tell, be surprised if PD's injured, honestly. Tell us what a Steiner screwdriver is. Steiner screwdriver starts off as a vertical suplex turned into a standing pile driver. Oh boy. So now you go you go make. from a suplex to a sit down pile driver maneuver. Now he's got a microphone. This could be scary. Yeah, the audio is off tonight on this video. Yeah, they might be they might admit be having some rain or something in Orlando tonight. Wow. Impressive. As Scott Steiner not done with Petey Williams. Picking him up and taking him to the outs. No, he's taking him to the to the uh, turnbuckle. This looks bad, ladies and gentlemen. He's got him up. Angle slam from the top. And, of course, nobody's coming to Petey's aid. Petey is a member of the front line, so why are we not seeing cohesion on the front line's uh, part? This is why the front line doesn't go anywhere, because they let their guys get the shit kicked out of them, and nobody comes down to the ring to help them. That's because somebody else is about to show up. Oh, Samoa Joe's music has just hit. I got a feeling Samoa Joe's going to come in from behind. I figured it was going to be suicide myself, but... I mean, we've, we've seen Samoa Joe and Scott Steiner about a year ago in the uh, world title feud when uh, he got a title shot thanks to the uh, Money in the Bank stipulation. Well, the TNA equivalent of the Feast or Fire uh, stipulation. As we are cutting to the back promo of uh, Samoa Joe. What's with the tattoo? Is that an actual tattoo on his face now? Or is that just markered on? No. Uh, you know what? Samo Samoans are known for their uh, for their uh, their tattooing. I mean, The Rock has his tattoo. And, I mean, every time I see Umaga now, he has more tattoos every single show. His entire front and back are going to be covered by tattoos eventually. But apparently it's a, a build-up to a Samoa Joe versus Scott Steiner issue here. Oh, that'll be a classic match. All right. Well, we are going to take our first break of the evening after the second match has been completed here's some information on how to pick up tna's impact video game and the profile of suicide so we'll be back in about three minutes but stick with us at sunday night showdown here on against all odds a tna game you want some of this bring it All the action that only TNA Impact can provide. Yeah! We'll take it. Yeah. TNA Impact. Wrestling so real. You feel pain. Rated T14. say a war between good and evil not about respect but about the spotlight battle lines have been drawn and now one question remains suicide which side will you choose 
We pride ourselves in TNA Entertainment as far as the creative. We're really company-wide. We want to be innovators in the industry. And Midway absolutely took the ball and scored a touchdown with it. They've really taken our creative process and, and make it come to life on a video game. In the game, Suicide starts off as a champ, runs into some trouble, ends up as a champ. And now, TNA's bringing him to life. Suicide, alive, and take it to the guns. What a kick! What a beautiful drop kick! I'll tell you what, he was tired of these guys hijacking the show. What a time to make your interest! And he takes the ball down in one shot! Suicide? Are you kidding me? Coming back to the real world, huh? Coming to TNA! It's sort of standard to take the wrestlers and put them in the video game mode. Uh, but what we've done is take a video game character, Suicide, and we are turning him into a wrestler. So I keep seeing these promos of this guy wearing a suit that covers him up from head to toe with a mask with a skull on it and says suicide. Not sure what to think about that. The guys at TNA loved the name Suicide, so we ran with that, built the character around the name, fit perfectly into the story, the costume just kind of came from there and it all worked together. We're setting the ball pretty high. Uh, for future games uh, down the road. Just the fact that uh, what we've done with this character is uh, never been done before. When the team heard Suicide was going to be brought to life, they were so excited. I mean, imagine being the artist that created the character. You just created a TV star. And hopefully game after game after game, this guy is going to continue uh, to be a president. Suicide, are you a man who talks or are you a man who fights? I would say it's in the best interest of your future side with Frontline. The choice, choice is yours. You know what I'm saying, big man? Are you kidding me? Suicide? Oh, boy. Yeah, come to TNA and see what happens. You're the ones going to get the DOA. And welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown as we are Continuing our live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's Against All Odds. Of course, we just saw a uh, nice little interview segment with Mick Foley and uh, the icon Sting. But making his way down the ring, ladies and gentlemen, the modern-day gladiator, Brutus Maximus, has made an open challenge to take on anyone in the TNA. And he will be victorious. What is up with that shoulder harness? Is the guy suffering from a permanent separated shoulder? Or is that some... There was a guy in, uh, in, in the States uh, in, in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. And, and the resident Pro Wrestling Gorilla um, guru here in Calgary, of course, is none other than Danny Dan Myers. And there was a fellow uh, in Wrestling Society X, and he was bald, and he, he wore one of those leather gauntlet things, but uh, um, we'll have to try to pick Dandy Dan's brain a little bit later on and get a, an x-ray machine to look through the brain of, of the Dandy one and uh, and find out if he can come up with the answer. Yes, Dave, do you have to go to the bathroom? Is that why you put your hand up? Yes, go ahead. Uh, just speaking of pro, I didn't mean to interrupt, but just speaking yes, of you did. Go ahead. Gorilla, that's where uh, um, Paul London's going to be taking his first booking within the next four to, four to five weeks. Um, is it just me, or he's British, right? Yes. He is British, but, yes. But he's got the Roman gimmick. He's yes. Brutus Magnus. 
does, does, can somebody tell him that that's a Roman character, not a British character? I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But close your eyes. Me. Close your eyes. It's William Regal. <laughs> he actually kind of looks like uh, Wolverine. You know what? This would be good if Suicide uh, accepted this challenge. What? Who? What? Uh, Wolverine. He doesn't look like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. He doesn't look anything like Hugh Jackman. You don't think it looks a little bit no, like Hugh Jackman? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Not in the least. Hugh Jackman being from the... Uh, from oh, we got a Motor City Australia. Machine Gun that's accepted the challenge. And hats off to uh, TNA for their new uh, entrance gimmick. Very good, very good. Chris, Sex Appeal Chris Steele must have made their new uh, entrance gimmick at TNA. Quite possibly, yeah. A, a uh, cohort of yours. Yes, uh, very former cohort of mine. Now, I notice that on the upcoming Prairie Wrestling Alliance show here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada on Saturday, February the 21st at the Acadia Rec Center that... The one and only ravenous one, Randy Myers, will be vying for the PWA Heavyweight Championship in a three-way dance of destruction, if you will, with your former associate, Sex Appeal, Chris Steele, and the current and reigning PWA Heavyweight Champion, Internet the Karachi Vice's own and ID's very good friend, Gamma Singh Jr., We'll have to talk a little bit later on with <laughs> one of the challengers for the PWA heavyweight title, the ravenous one, Randy Myers, and his new hat. Check out that hat tonight. And let's not forget, uh, ravenous Randy is still, I believe, the uh, mayhem champion. I think Ra Ra he's still the mayhem champion, that's right. But even more importantly than that, I think he's been studying to be the newest Caucasian front lead singer of the Black Eyed Peas. Look at that hat. <laughs> I guess he's taking over for Fergie now. Uh, well, he could be on the verge of a gimmick change to to maybe Randy I Am instead of Will I Am. Nobody right? takes over for Fergie. Randy no. I Am? Randy I Am. <laughs> no? There has been widespread internet discussion of a gimmick change for the ravenous one. That is something we'll have to discuss later on tonight oh as well. Oh, boy. Absolutely. Um. Before we get into, uh, I want to get into some WWE topic, but before we do that, let's run down the rest of the card. I mean, obviously, we've got Brutus Maximus taking on uh, Chris Saban. Brutus Maximus all the way. They're pushing this guy. He's their, uh, I guess, their British Goldberg. Where did, uh, where did Brutus Maximus come from? Is he? I have no idea. He's, well, he's, he's I don't British. watch TNA, so. Uh, he's British. Excuse me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So. Andy. He's British. That makes him. Uh, that makes him Roman, right? No, he's not from American Gladiators. All right. So we've just been updated by the fact that uh, Brutus Maximus has, has been on the scene in TNA from the Gladiators knockoff show in England. Boy, I and, and boy, he's got probably got a ton of wrestling experience. That might make some sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's Brutus Magnus, technically. Ma Whatever. Magnus. And Magnus, yeah. Maximus. It's all the same to me. And I could give a shit. As we welcome uh, Brian from Audio Wrestling, audiowrestling.com. So uh, check out about a dozen different shows on audiowrestling.com 24-7. Uh, Brutus Magnus has been watching some Triple H with that high knee. 
delivered right to the face to me, to me of is, Chris Saban. That, that's a horrible move for a main event guy to have. That high knee just looks so predictable and and shut up you ass clown it worked it worked for harley race it works for triple h it doesn't work for brutus magnus no it doesn't and it worked for the booty man too that was his finish the booty that was your favorite wrestler the booty man he was your he was your favorite (laughs) favorite i never i didn't have wcw how many people in the chat room right now uh 20 and we thank everyone we thank everyone for uh, for joining us tonight any questions in the chat room? Well, we can certainly ask if people want to to give us their comments or we'll have an open forum we tonight can, in the uh, chat room. You can include. ask us anything you want pertaining to the world of pro wrestling. Well, while you were away, yes. we talked about the women's title match upcoming. Oh, I'm and so looking forward to Awesome Kong defending <laughs> t- tonight against ODBB. Or you know what? I'm going with ODB in that match. Really? I'm going with ODB. It's her time. I, I've often wondered and, and, and waited with bated breath because I hear ODB has really bad breath. Um, why one match? She always comes to the ring with a Mickey of whatever, Crown Royal, Jack Daniels, Rye, something strong. And, and why there, there couldn't be like referee getting distracted and she pours the, the booze down her opponent's gusset and, and all of a sudden her opponent is too drunk and goes for the quick roll-up. That, that, that would be a neat neat angle. That would be a good angle. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jerry Lawler did that a couple times. So yes. To um, to a number of X-Ys. Just Incredible. To Just Incredible. Who was, yeah. who was Aldo Montoya wearing the jock strap over his head. Boy, that was bad. That was some bad stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, just quickly to react to the chat room, uh, we, we are unanimous that Kurt Angle will win the main event. Well, absolutely. He's yep. the only one so in that match. Somebody please enlighten me. How did Brutus Magnus... I mean, how long has he been in TNA? Like two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. And why a pay-per-view match with the Motor City Machine Guns' Chris Saban? Because they needed somebody to put him over. And since Chris Saban wasn't we're, wrestling tonight for the X Division title, it just seemed like a natural fit that he should job to the new was guy. Was there any buildup between the two no. on it was, impact? It was an open challenge. Open challenge. Open challenge. By Brutus Maximus. Yes. Or yep. Brutus Magnus. All yes. right. All right. Okay. All I've right. come to the TNA to kick some ass, and I'm going to open up an open challenge. <laughs> that was very well done. No shit, Sherlock. That You're was talking very well to done. Mr. Rich Mr. Imitation. of professional wrestling. There isn't a, a voice that I, of a name of a professional wrestler, current or past, that I couldn't blurt out. And we've done this in the past. We have Remember? done this in the past, yes. That was after about, uh, as my memory serves me correctly, five or six double jack and cokes. Yes, yes, yes. There was a, We should do that one week again. Well, well you know what? My fa- Try to stump double J. My favorite one of all time is Dusty Rhodes. Well, absolute it's been favorite. Done, it's been done. We don't need to I, hear that. I, I, I want to say something. some obscure stuff one week. I, I just I want to break in because I, I just remembered this and, and it's something I want to talk about really quick. I I want to send out my condolences to uh, to William Moody, who we all know as uh, Percy Pringle. Um, his wife just oh. passed away this past week, and you know I love Paul Bear's gimmick, and that's actually one of the voices that I've always been able to do really well. And uh, so in honor of Paul Bear, William Moody, I mean. You have my condolences, but I, I just have to, to throw out a little Paul Bearer for everybody. And, oh, yes. 
Undertaker will destroy you. Oh, yeah, yes. Bruce Magnus with, with the victory. Sounds yes, like and my uh, wife on Saturday nights. But anyways, um, our best to the family, Percy Pringle. Absolutely. I met, I met a, a younger Percy Pringle when I was uh, about 16 years old, and my grandfather, uh, Bill Casisto, Vern uh, Gagne's partner in the old AWA, as I'm sure most of you who have ever listened to uh, Sunday Night Showdown or our former uh, internet wrestling radio show know by now. Um, we went from uh, from Minneapolis to uh, uh, the Sportatorium, the world-famous Sportatorium in Been Dallas. There. And uh, um, Percy Pringle, a white, blonde-haired Percy yep. Pringle, uh, knew my grandfather. And he, and he was like, well, son, you got some big boots to fill with his thick southern accent. And uh, um, I didn't say much. And he goes, what's the matter, son? You got cat got your tongue? Impressed by all these professional wrestlers? And, he, and I said, no, Mr. Pringle, I'm just impressed by how blonde your hair is. And he goes, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. It's not that um, funny, but it's uh, I, I miss what a days. nice man he was. Yeah, I, well, I never spoke is. to him personally, but he is, he is a class act, and uh, I wish him the best. And well, uh, um, I, th- I think, I think uh, Bubba is, uh, is trying to – this is the first – growth in the future uh, ravenous one look. I think or maybe he's going to do that and then maybe you're going to be offered a contract by TNA to be the third Dudley brother. Could be Well, Papa Dudley was busy, wasn't he? Yeah. Wow. They got brothers and sisters all over the world. Ravenous Dudley. Ravenous (laughs) Ravenous Dudley. Dudley. Right. There no, I go. don't think so. Or Randy Dudley. <laughs> Randy Dudley, right? Randy oh, but, Dudley works. But let's uh, let's real quick kind of go over the rest of the card. You uh, right. you mentioned the um, tag team championships were up for grabs. Yep. Beer Money versus Lethal and, and Creed. Okay. Uh, Beer Money all the way. Yeah, I like Absolutely. them too. Uh, they're kind of on the they're they're kind of on the hill. Maybe going face. Maybe staying heel. Keep rotating back and forth. Now it's 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 so it's not clear. It depends. Literally night to night, it depends on their opponent and who they have to look worse than. I guess. Well, okay. I want to shift gears now and uh, and kind of go over a little bit of Raw this week because I thought Raw was a was a really good show this week and it really was. And I want to say this. Uh, I know we didn't have a show last week, and I really uh, thought the wrap up to the Rumble when Randy Orton came out on Raw two weeks ago and basically said that he had uh, IED, intermittent IED. E- explosive disorder. I, <laughs> that was funny. I want to praise Randy Orton for coming yeah. out. It's a real disease, damn it. I have it. I know Christian Bale has it. And uh, thank God that wait Randy minute, Orton. You have it? I do. You ever heard me, like, get upset because I'm, I'm pretty explosive? But... And Christian Bale, we've all heard the exploits of Christian Bale this past yeah. week. I mean, so I thought it was your wife that had IED. No, that's ADD. Uh-oh. I thought it was IUD. Oh no, that's something that's a different <laughs> conversation. But uh, too late. <laughs> Con- congratulations to Randy Orton for for seeing the problem, coming out with it, being the first to come out of the closet with IED. Randy yep, came exactly. out of the closet this week. That he did with with IED. Oh, 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 Orton, not Myers. Right, right, right. <laughs> that sounded weird for a second. Well, if the shoe fits. Yeah, well, <laughs> do you ever see Randy's outfits? 
Uh, I have, They're yes, awfully yes. loud. I, I have seen them, there's yeah. Not a, there, you, there's nothing you can tell me that, that Randy Myers has spent his career in the closet. Nothing at all. <laughs> I just don't know whose closet it is. That's the problem. Well, you know. But uh, back, to, uh, back to Monday Night Raw from this past week. I, I love the opening segment. And um, Dave, do you have that actually, the opening segment between Randy Orton and Shane McMahon? Uh, uh, yeah. I kind of wanted to play that really quick, and, and we'll kind of talk about it when it's when it's over with. But yeah, give me uh, give me two seconds. Okay, I thought yeah. it was a great segment. And, and after we hear this, uh, Double J, I, I want to expound on 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 later on in Raw when, of course, Randy Orton and Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon Helmsley get into it, and that was weird and. The end result of that, too, we'll talk about. Absolutely. All right. So, so we'll uh, flip it over and play the uh, the the promo between uh, Randy Orton and Shane McMahon that started us off on Monday night. You know, last week when Raw went off the air, I was approached by Randy Orton's legal team, and I was actually surprised at what they had to say. I thought that they were going to come to me and talk more about the injunction or a lawsuit or going to press assault charges against me. That's not what happened. They said that Randy Orton wants to face me at No Way Out. And I've accepted. Well, not surprisingly, Randy Orton Shane, you seem pretty sure of yourself. But after last week, what you pulled off, why wouldn't you be? And now, it's official. No holds barred. I can do whatever I want to do to you without any consequences. So Shane, if I were you, I would call that hospital that I put your father in. And I would order a bed and put it right alongside him because after I am through with you at no way out, your father is going to have some company. Welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. Uh, that was our Raw segment with Randy Orton and Shane McMahon setting up for No Way Out. But I want to break in for the pay-per-view for just a second. 
the women's title match is about to begin. And of course, Jim Cornette had basically said that the Kong Taraj was not allowed to accompany Awesome Kong down to the ring tonight and have any bearing whatsoever on the match. Uh, they decided to defy that. Jim Cornette is in the ring right now telling the Kong Taraj that they've got to get out of here. Yeah. So I'm sticking with my pick. The Kong Taraj gone. Awesome Kong is vulnerable. ODB tonight is going to take home the Knockouts Championship. Yeah, Awesome Kong with some uh, some nagging injuries right now. She's going to need some time to recover. And, uh, yeah, probably ODB wins the belt and the various members of the Kong Taraj challenge her over the next few weeks. That's the way to go. So, like I said, I, I, I think that uh, my prediction was right. We're going to see a new Knockouts Division champion tonight. ODB all the way. Well, as we get back to Raw and the clip we just played between Shane McMahon and uh, and Randy Orton, guys, how do you like how the how the plant was how the seed was planted for this for this issue? I thought it was brilliant. I thought that um, you have a good point. It is brilliant. I mean, I love to see Shane McMahon in the ring. Uh, he's had some of the best matches. You know, obviously he's had some of the best people work with him. I still think the King of the Ring 2001 his match with Kurt Angle was phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> when Kurt. Threw him through the glass and it didn't break, and he threw it through the glass again. It didn't break. You know what? I thought he was dead. I've got that. I've got that match. I've got that that show still on tape because of that match. <laughs> I mean, it's Shane been eight is years, and I've still got it, that that unbelievable. Shane is very resilient. I still remember the uh, SummerSlam 1999 Lover or Lever match. Uh, Shane McMahon and Test, which both yeah. guys put a hell of an effort. Shane McMahon always proved that uh, he could get stuff done in the ring. And Absolutely. I think he missed his calling. He should have been a professional wrestler. But with that being said, honestly, uh, a few weeks ago before the Rumble or after the Rumble, when, when Shane came out and attacked Randy Orton and Legacy, or the Man Love Triad, um, as, as we've been known to call them, courtesy of uh, Andy Knowles Pro Wrestling Rewind. But um, it looked like shit, and Shane is out of shape. And I'm really worried about this no-holds-barred match. Unless Shane does some serious cardio and drops a couple pounds, like, I, I really don't know that he's going to be able to hang in there with Randy Orton in this match. Probably I mean, not, get, Double J, if you could, enlighten us on, for those of you that didn't watch Raw this last Monday night, the end result out of the um, arena hallway schmoz between, uh, between Orton and the brother and sister McMahon combination, of course, Stephanie and Shane. Well, we cut to a scene backstage where they're talking about No Way Out and how it's going to be a big night for Shane. And the uh, Man Love Triad attacks the McMahon family. Right. Uh, basically, and it, it looked like Stephanie got one hell of a bump. She looked, looked like she hit the doorknob with her head, right? Not a so first time, my dad. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time what? Yeah. Something about head? Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Um. So, yeah, Stephanie McMahon and Shane uh, are getting the – well, Shane's getting the crap kicked out of him, and Randy Orton goes to give him the punt to the head and, and then stops and sees Stephanie and decides that he wants to punt Stephanie in the head rather than Shane. Right. And, of course, he, he revs up, goes for it. Shane McMahon saves his sister just in time and takes a nice shot right into the ribs. So I think they're really going to play off the fact that Shane is hurt going into this match at No Way Out. Um, that Stephanie will be taking his place. No, Stephanie no? will not be taking his place. Damn. But uh, it looks to be—it looks to be like it's going to be pretty good. I, I just don't know how well Shane can that, perform in the ring right now. Vince might be taking his place. 
I don't think Vince is going to take his place. That Linda will be taking his place? Yes, Linda. Yes. Linda McMahon will take the place of Shane McMahon. Triple H? Triple H, probably not. No. Triple H has got other things on yes. his plate. Yes. Shane will wrestle, and he will lose. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, he will definitely put Randy Orton over, so... I don't really see anything there. It could be a good match. No holds barred. They could use weapons, so obviously... Somebody in Stanford is going to listen to this show and get a hold of that moniker, the Man Love Triangle. Triad. Triad. Well, or Triangle, whichever. Huh? If the panties fit wearing. Actually, exactly. um, speaking of triads, I listened to the archive of your, sh of your show uh, with, with Andy on the Pro Wrestling Rewind live are on tape every week at WrestleView about how you didn't like the the jersey triad ddp bam bam bigelow and uh uh, uh what's his name canyon uh chris canyon i love that group who's gayer than canyon who's gayer than canyon yeah, nobody bada boom <laughs> bada bam bada bang I love hey, what's that up group. with that stuff. The Jersey Triad, the, they were uh, great. That was the blow-up uh, condom exploding. That was the sound that it would make. You got DDP walking around. Canyon's gay, and he's going bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. What the hell saying, was he talking about? Are you saying that Canyon? <laughs> are you saying that Canyon was pitching and DDP was catching? I oh can God. I can neither confirm or deny that. <laughs> neither confirm. So or uh, not really my thing, but. Uh, I, I always thought Canyon was a great athlete. I, I liked Canyon. Yeah, I did loved too. Mortis even better though. Honestly, I like Mortis. Yep, the Mortis, Mortis character was, was awesome. With uh, Doctor No, Father James No. What was his name at the time? James Van something. Yeah, James Vandermeer. Not Vandermeer. No, no. Not Vandermeer. It'll. It'll. It wasn't Van Helsing. I don't care. It Van, Helsing? <laughs> Van Helsing. <laughs> yes, yeah, James yeah. Van Helsing. Yeah, James Van Helsing. I, who gives was. a shit? James Vandenberg. 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 Yeah. Vandenberg. And he had Wraith, right. Right. a.k.a. And, Brian Clark. Well, and you know, I mean, that that's the whole issue with Abyss, was that, yeah, Abyss didn't have to talk because he had Father James Mitchell as his mouthpiece. And, and I mean, we'll talk about that more when we get to uh, Oh, ODB going contest. for a pin on, uh, on King Kong there, or Awesome Kong, excuse me. <laughs> what a leg on that <laughs> you shit. Notice, you notice Good how God. she slaps herself to, to bring herself to more awareness of what's going on. Uh, Taboo Man in the chat room says he actually liked Glacier. And he said that that <laughs> might the be only dangerous one. to admit. I'm He's like, the only oh, one. Absolutely. Glacier, wow. Glacier. Wow. Uh, oh, that's cold. The man that was all about an entrance, and that was it. The worst undergarment wow. tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in the history of professional wrestling in that very match with Awesome Kong Holy and ODB. Cow. Wow, that's some bad gaunch. Okay, so, so far I I've lost one match tonight. As Awesome Kong, that surprises the has, heck out uh, of me. Has retained against um, ODB. against ODB, which which is crazy considering the injuries that Awesome Kong is going under. I mean, the smart money would have been to put the title on someone who could perform in the ring, but um, you know, I don't know. Well, my Obviously. guess is she probably won't uh, wrestle past tonight for quite a while. Probably not, as uh, the uh, the Dudleys are about to talk to no, Sting here in the a back. A little bit earlier on, guys. And I don't mean to interrupt you, Dave. Nope. That's not entirely true. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, after Sting cut his promo with uh, with Borash, or is that boring? Boring. I think, I think I'm... Jeremy Boring, minus. yes. Jeremy Boring. <clears throat> I, I, I sort of thought to myself, okay, so let's review. Sting is in a heel faction now. 
But there he is thanking Mick Foley for his career and how he loved his career. And I'm just, I'm very sorry. Sting is not putting himself over as a member of the heel faction at no, all. You're right. At all. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Fans he, are still cheering for him, and it's a big mess. And, and I really think the best thing for TNA would be, I mean, and there's only one thing sinking quicker or receding quicker than, than Sting's career, and that's his hairline. Well, the thing with Sting is this. I mean, he hasn't, uh, despite the whole time he's been in the main event mafia, he's never really been... Uh, the heel that they portray him out to be. He's never involved in the beatdowns. He's never done this. He's never done that. And tonight, I think you're going to see a major shift in the main event mafia. I I think Sting is done with the main event mafia tonight. Well, they're going to they're going to return him back to possibly the front line, being a face, take some time off. But after tonight, Sting and, and is maybe done. Maybe that's the for only way that they're that they're going to keep the title on Sting is if there's some sort of heel. Baby or babyface turn, maybe. Who knows? Or that uh, he double crosses Kurt during the match, but Kurt still wins, and then they beat the shit out of him so that he ha- takes some time off to recover from these knee injuries. Exactly. In result, either way, it's unanimous. Everybody agrees with this. Kurt Angle goes over tonight. There's no other way. There's no other way to proceed. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to have Kurt Angle as the champion. I never thought that Sting, being the quote-unquote leader of this group, worked as the champion. Uh, Kurt Angle's been the guy that's been at the forefront, the focal point of the main event mafia, uh, the MVP of the main event mafia, if you will, and that's where you need to go with it. Yeah, the fact that they've been booking him, not only has he been interpreted as a tweener, but he's been booked as a tweener, to me, never made sense from moment one on this show. Sorry, the question? The fact that not only was he interpreted as a tweener, but he was uh, booked that way, where he wouldn't be involved in the beatings, and it was never a full heel turn a Hogan-esque Bash at the Beach 96 heel turn. And, and Tweener. And, wow. And like I said, it, it, it looks inconsistent at the best of times as it looks like we're going to get ready for Shane Sewell and Booker T. Now, um, we, are, we are obviously uh, running off my format tonight. That's fine. I want to continue a little bit on Raw. You, right. have a, you have another clip. Uh, I guess we're done with the whole Randy Orton... Well, like I said, it, it should we, be we McMahon. It'll be interesting to see how the whole Randy Orton, Shane, Stephanie McMahon, um, man love trying triad uh, whole scenario turns out. Um, and I find it to be, in a couple of words, highly entertaining. I'm very much entertained by the whole scenario. And uh, Raw is certainly, um, you know, post-Survivor Series doing very well i did watch smackdown this week and uh jbl you know we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about that later but uh yeah raw very entertaining very entertaining show this week uh, out of the gang at raw for sure uh jbl Shawn michaels setting up in the match jbl gives him a review says he hasn't done what what he's been contracted to do and of course Shawn michaels saying that you know i've done everything you've asked the fault lies on you and uh Basically, JBL tells him that he wants a match at No Way Out, and if he beats, when he beats Shawn Michaels, he will own the name and the likeness to Shawn Michaels, and if he wants to open a restaurant and dress Shawn Michaels in a monkey suit and have him do a stupid dance outside the restaurant, he's able to do that because he will own the name Shawn Michaels. If Shawn Michaels 
wins the match. He will get paid everything that was promised to him in his one-year contract that he signed to JBL, and this whole working for JBL business will be over, which, let's face it. I wait for the day that the whole Shawn Michaels, JBL, non-storyline is done. Frankly, it bores me to tears. So uh, basically what we're looking at, the only suitable thing to happen at No Way Out, Shawn Michaels goes over, JBL goes back to wherever the hell he was doing before this, going after the title, doing whatever, and this sets Shawn Michaels up for who knows at this point. It could be a feud with The Undertaker, it could be anything, but you got to believe Shawn Michaels has got to have some key role in WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think this is uh, an ending that is appropriately timed because they have, after No Way Out next week, it's six or seven weeks. Six seven, weeks. Seven. Seven weeks so, off. Yeah, that's quite, that's quite a long time. I can remember it being four, five, six. Seven weeks is, is a long time for, for this. And uh, so they'll be able to phase, oh, able to phase okay. Sean right. out of it, and they'll be able to phase JBL into something else. <laughs> uh, to me, the fact that obviously Shawn Michaels is going to beat JBL and end this whole thing with the stipulation being that uh, Shawn Michaels would get all of his money up front and the contract would end if he wins versus JBL. If JBL wins, that's J he owns the Shawn Michaels name forever and ever. If anybody buys a T-shirt, when Ravenous Randy buys his, uh, his Shawn Michaels T-shirt, JBL gets a percentage of the of the. Of well, the what would be really interesting would say, be that, that a, he wouldn't be able to use the name Shawn Michaels either. Well, it would work a hell of a lot better than going out to the ring as Michael Hickenbottom. <laughs> to, to me, this this hasn't really worked. It, like I said, the timing is 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 good. And how do you figure? To me, this hasn't been very. How do you successful. figure, Dave, on a potential feud between Michaels and the Undertaker? How do you think that would be set up? Uh, how would it be set up? Obviously, I mean, they're not on the same show. Yeah, in the past, it's been a case like, especially the one I can remember most is Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg saw each other at Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble, and then built built to it that way. I don't know how, like I said, they're on separate shows. Probably the fact that Taker's on the show against Orton tomorrow night is possibly where that's going to come from. Against but, Orton? Yeah, yes. Undertaker night. versus Orton tomorrow night on Raw. However, Any reason how that happened? Shane, or excuse me, uh, Stephanie basically said, she hey, made the match. you're going you're gonna to beat us up in the uh, well, no, hold, hold back. On. We're going to give the Undertaker to you in seven days. Basically what happened was, uh, Kane qualified for the Elimination Chamber because he called The Undertaker and asked The Undertaker to show up on Raw next week to take on Randy Orton for Stephanie. Ah. So because of that, she gave him access into the Elimination Chamber okay. match All right. for the uh, for the Raw World Heavyweight Championship. See, that makes sense. So uh, that's where we're going with that. And uh, other than that, I thought Raw was a solid show. Yeah. I, I thought that uh, the segments with Orton were really good. Um, CM Punk. I, I mean, just oh, there was just a lot of good stuff on Raw, I, honestly. I can, I can go over it quickly, yeah. But like I said, my I doubt that it, it'll be Sean and Taker, but who knows. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase over Crime Time. William Regal and Layla over CM Punk and Mickey James. Beth Phoenix over Candice Michelle. Uh, Kane and Mike Knox over Rey Mysterio and Kofi Kingston. And John Cena over Chris Jericho. Well, and it's funny, uh, Internet Dave, a lot of those matches that you just mentioned were the Raw ECW house show lineup this past week. And um, 
Um, I know we're going to be talking a little bit later on in the show tonight about the whole Chris Jericho fan debacle in Victoria, British Columbia. But a lot of those matches are carried on into house shows, uh, uh, certainly in Victoria or Vancouver on uh, on uh, Friday night in Victoria on Saturday afternoon. Uh, and, and both shows, uh, William Regal and, and CM Punk opened and uh, Kane and Mike Knox uh, fought. Uh, Kofi Kingston and, and Rey Mysterio and uh, I had some family members and some friends at both shows in Vancouver and Victoria and they they all said the same thing very entertaining packed houses about 5,000 at the Agrodome in, in Vancouver and about uh, 5,500 at the uh, uh, Savon Center in uh, Victoria and for a rare matinee on a Saturday afternoon what were they thinking but they they sold out See one center in Victoria on Saturday afternoon. Very, uh, <clears throat> it sounded like a very good card, and I wish I could have been to, been to that. You know, I mean, obviously. main event both nights or Friday night, Saturday afternoon, triple threat: John Cena, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho. Um, and apparently, both cards very entertaining, and uh, fans loved it. Uh, the one cr- critique and criticization. Both nights, or both cards, was the fact that uh, the lighting and pyro was non-existent, follow spot, and three overhead ring lights, and apparently there was some some uh, flashing of lights uh, in Vancouver on Friday night, albeit not planned. So well, that was Saturday, wasn't it? Well, no, was Friday night in Vancouver and Saturday, oh, okay, Saturday gotcha. afternoon in, uh, in Victoria, but gotcha. the, 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 the most uh, pyro was... Uh, certainly after uh, the show in Victoria on Saturday afternoon out in the <coughs> parking lot. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, you, you know what I couldn't help noticing about Raw was that the, the heels won the first four matches, and then Cena had to beat Jericho to kind of save the night. But, but yeah, Cody Rhodes, Ted DiBiase look good. Uh, Regal and Punk continues as a pretty good uh, feud right now. Candice Michelle needs to go back to uh, the... <coughs> GoDaddy.com? She does. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Candace Michelle, her biggest problem, the minute she came back from that injury, that honestly, I mean, it was a bad injury for I her. I, I know. Enough. You know what? I don't think that she's physically and mentally prepared to do it anymore. After the way that she got hurt last time, I honestly don't think that she is cut out for this anymore. I, I really think she, and she's going to get hurt again. She's she going really, to. She really looks tentative and very, very defensive and self-protective. Uh, and it, it looks like not she working. wasn't uh, uh, she wasn't doing well at all. It's uh, it's definitely not working for her. And and you know, granted, Candice Michelle needs to uh, go yes. back to where she came from. But before we take this final commercial break, I just want to say, like I said, I, I give Raw an A this week. Honestly, I, I thought it was a good sure. show. It's a good build up for what's going to happen here pretty soon for No Way Out. And uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a, a quick commercial break. And we will be right back, right here on Sunday Night Showdown with continuing pay-per-view coverage of uh, TNA's Against All Odds as we're seeing right now Booker T and Shane Sewell for the Legends Championship. What a great match this is. Sarcasm. Break time. Bye-bye. We'll be be back in a moment. It was NWA and WCW's biggest event of the year, Starcade. From local roots, it grew into a premier showcase for wrestling's biggest names. It was about taking the business to another level. 
Now, celebrate 25 years of incredible matches with Starcade, the essential collection. Hear from those who were there from the start. It was just something that I seen on the horizon that would be huge and it would be everlasting. And count down the 25 greatest matches in Starcade history and decided by you, the WWE Universe. Starcade, the essential collection. Available tomorrow. The only Olympic gold medalist in professional wrestling today. And when we talk about an Olympic champion, he made you proud to be an American. What you felt at the Olympics, you know, or watching the Olympics just lately and watching all of our um, athletes compete and win their gold medals that just send a chill through you. That's what Kurt gave us back in 96. Try to run a mile uphill this steep in nine minutes. It's like, I mean, your lungs are ready to explode. You know, I guaranteed Pittsburgh I was going to win them a gold medal. And uh, when I finally did, it was a, not just a proud moment for my family and me, but for our city. He's the 12-time world champion. I've said it to countless people before Kurt ever arrived. He's the one guy that truly fits the TNA mold better than anybody because he can get it done in and out of the ring, uh, has a tremendous amount of respect for the business, and, and carries himself like I truly believe professional wrestlers should. It's Kurt Angle like you've never seen him before. I love MMA. I love watching it. Not only do I watch it, I study. Before I retire, I would love to do it. If I do it, that's great. If I don't do it, oh well, my, maybe my time passed. It only remains to be seen. It'll, be, it'll definitely be in the near future. Could he be successful? I'm not sure. I'm not an expert in that game. If you say, if you're asking me if he can be successful in professional wrestling, yes, I'm maybe an expert in that, but I'm not an expert in the fight game. Tito Ortiz wrestled, Chuck Liddell wrestled, uh, Randy Couture wrestled, Matt Hughes, they're all wrestlers. A lot of them have succeeded, and none of them have done what I've done. It seemed like I had my best competitive competitions after uh, some somebody in my family would die. Well, Vince, being a tough bastard that he is, um, took his jacket off, rolled up his sleeves, wanted to fight me. Right at the meeting. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was at my weakest point. He was all fired up. And I just shook my head. There's a time uh, for change. And uh, I think Kurt had done everything uh, he could do. I think uh, his talent had come to be taken for granted. And, and I thought that, uh, you know, a change in venue would probably be the best thing for him. And I think that has turned out to be the case. Life has not been easy for Kurt Angle. Humble beginnings, doubts about his abilities, and countless physical setbacks. Two broken necks. 20 broken bones, countless concussions, blood, sweat, and tears. But he has endured it all, and not just survived, but excelled. Propelled by an unparalleled passion, driven by a dream, his lifetime of dedication has resulted in many great accolades. Olympic gold medalist, 12-time world champion, arguably the greatest professional wrestler of all time. They say adversity introduces a man to himself. Kurt Angle has taken adversity head on and conquered it. In that regard, 
Kurt Angle truly is a walking, living embodiment of the American dream. It amazes me where wrestling has taken me. Some of the things I've done, world championships, I've traveled all over the world. I've represented my country. They always say that you get whatever you put into it. I put my whole life into it, even my family. And I've got a lot out of it. And it's not bad for a kid from Pittsburgh, I guess. TNA Home Video proudly presents Kurt Angle, champion, coming soon to DVD. And we are back live right here on Sunday Night Showdown with continuing pay-per-view coverage of TNA's Against All Odds as Shane Sewell was um, just a little bit short in his quest for the TNA Legends title. Booker T, by pinfall, uh, retained the championship. And after the match was over, AJ Styles, a man who's not booked for this pay-per-view, mind you, which is an interesting fact that most of you may or may not realize, AJ Styles... In the seven years this company has been around, has been on every pay-per-view in some match or another until tonight. This is the only pay-per-view in TNA's history that AJ Styles has not wrestled on. Uh, he's currently holding the TNA Legends title as he took it away from Booker T. And Booker T left going up the ramp crying, asking Charmel to go back and get his belt. So obviously they're setting up for a TNA Legends championship match between Booker T and AJ Styles. Very powerful promo that AJ is giving in the ring right now. But um, I'm very passionate about this next subject we're going to talk about. Uh, since I found out about it last night, the, the house show in Victoria, B.C., where Chris Jericho, on his way out of the arena, got in his car, was blocked by fans at a stop sign, started to get out of his car. Obviously, someone was, was pounding on his rental car. He got Limo. out of. Uh, no, was it? That no, was just a, a rental car. Was it just a yeah. rental car? Yeah. Um, somebody was hitting his his rental car. He got out to confront this person. The person uh, basically shoved him back in the car, slammed the door on him, and there was a confrontation that ensued. This guy assaulted Chris Jericho. One of his friends jumped in, and then this guy's girlfriend jumped in as well. So it was a three-on-one altercation in which Chris Jericho was getting jumped and defending himself, quite frankly, while the arena security were just standing around like idiots. Basically, they were just being security. I mean, let's face it, no matter where you go, there's always a fat, overweight security guard just sitting there with his thumb up his ass. <laughs> Look, there's a fight going on, y'all. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Security, ladies and gentlemen. Old men work security. I mean, we've seen, like, especially here in Alberta, the independent oh. wrestling scene. The security guards here are a non-event. But the fact that the security was standing by Four while bitches. Chris Jericho was was getting pummeled, and Jericho uh, retaliated, and, you know, basically, one of the things going around, there's there's a YouTube clip where he hits a girl. Now, okay, here's the thing. Chris Jericho was absolutely in the right. He was, uh, imagine being in his shoes. I mean, you're getting attacked by, uh, there's a horde of fans, and there's three or four people attacking you at this point. You're upset, and you're getting hit. Like, and this chick gets in your face and starts spitting and cussing you out because her boyfriend was an idiot and jumped you, and you're, you're kicking the guy's ass, right? So she decides that she's going to push Jericho around, and he told security that was standing there three or four times in this audio clip, get that bitch away from me. Security did not do that. 
So she pushed him one more time, and Jericho reacted violently, and he punched her lights out. Granted, she deserved it. When you put yourself in position to intimidate someone or, you know, assault someone, obviously you're going to defend yourself. And to me, it was just, I don't know what's going on with wrestling fans these days. In the last two months, there has been all kinds of altercations. We've had, there was a small altercation at a house show with Randy Orton and some fans. And now we've got Chris Jericho getting attacked. I mean, obviously, people don't seem to understand that, you know, when you pay for your ticket, you're getting to see a show inside that you paid for. When they're leaving, you do not interact with the wrestlers. You let them go. They've entertained you. It's over at that point. But there's a lot of buzz right now about Chris Jericho. And if you listen to the YouTube audio clips, what really infuriated me is the stupid, classless, idiotic Canadian fans in B.C., that were sitting there talking about, oh, he's an asshole. Oh, no, he was being fucking attacked, and he fucking retaliated. And the bottom line is, the the bitches and and the fuckers that fucked with him, that got their asses kicked and fled the scene, got what they deserved. And they're lucky they didn't get any worse. I would have liked to have seen him jump on somebody like Batista or John Cena. They'd have fucking been killed right then and there. But they figured since it was Chris Jericho, they could pretty much do what they wanted. The bottom line is, I don't know exactly what's going to happen uh, if Chris Jericho is going to receive a fine. I mean, obviously, we all know Linda McMahon is in the process right now of trying to be elected to the uh, the school board. And, you know, obviously, with the, with the company, Jericho is an ambassador of the company. Anything he does reflects negatively on the WWE. Uh, I don't really know what's going to happen here, but in my humble opinion, uh, as someone who's, you know, done stuff in the business... I've managed, I've, I've been a ring announcer, I, you know, I've done radio broadcasts for different wrestling promotions. The bottom line is, when you put yourself where you don't belong, expect a backlash. And that's all it is. I mean, we've got Ravenous Randy on the show, and, and you being a professional wrestler yourself, I mean, what do you think of this whole situation? I want your input. Well, my input was, if, if I'm at a show and a fan's attacking me, I feel that I have every right to defend myself. There's no reason why, just because I'm an entertainer and a wrestler, that I should be mauled or harassed or treated any differently than, or lose any rights that anybody else has just because I'm a wrestler or an entertainer. I feel, yeah, I couldn't agree more that if you were being harassed, and that was a riot situation and that was pretty much going on, he couldn't drive his car out of the parking lot and couldn't drive it across the street, and they stopped him, so he had to do something. He got out of his car, and then an altercation ensued, and no, he's expected to take care of himself like any other man well exactly i mean you know just because he's um he's a guy that you see on tv and, and he's a guy that you know you think is larger than life he's still a man and exactly. when you when you get in somebody's face you should expect a reaction i mean you've had altercations with fans before i mean i heard you once got shot by a kid with a bb gun at a show this yeah it could be true very true <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I mean, you wrestled Al Snow, and, and Al Snow's head got stolen. This is true. So, I mean, well, yeah. you've been involved in, in quite a few little altercations here and there. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never, uh, luckily enough, it's never come to blows or anything like that. But uh, if it did, no, I'd have no problem swinging my fists. That's what's got to happen. You have to defend yourself. And Indeed. here's the thing. Uh, as I told you this afternoon, Double J, the, the, the YouTube video was actually taken by a friend of mine who was is a prominent DJ in Victoria, was at the show with a number of his friends. Um, and in fact, they, they were just flabbergasted that the midget security that, that 
the Save on Center had employed for the evening absolutely did nothing, and, and they said that, that they were disgusted that when it got to the point where Chris Jericho was yelling at security to do something, that they didn't do anything, that they just stood idly by, and that's when uh, Jericho decided to take matters under his own hands. And uh, there has been talk. I was online uh, late late this afternoon uh, uh, on the Victoria Times Colonist, which is the, the daily newspaper in Victoria, that in fact... Um, the the police were thinking of pressing charges of assault against Chris Jericho, but when they had in fact taken the time to interview a half a dozen uh, people who witnessed the the situation, have decided not to proceed in that area whatsoever. Well, you know that that's just it. I mean, uh, that was my first worry too that Chris Jericho would. Would get arrested, and you know, possibly, it would lead to some type of fine or suspension from World Wrestling Entertainment. Right. Um, however, this YouTube video does not depict Chris Jericho. It, you do Very not well. actually. It doesn't. It, it no. depicts him uh, as a Christian Bale, basically just going off and just attacking random fans, it, which is not what happened. what happened. It looks like he was the aggressor. No, definitely, definitely. Well, that's There's two clips, two different clips on. Slam Sports Wrestling, if you don't care to go on YouTube and do a search, that, that that's where I found it. And they both don't look good for Chris Jericho. No, no, they, they both look really bad. It, it, it paints him in a negative light. And I'm just waiting for this week when I turn on the TV and that fucking bitch Nancy Grace is on the tube. Everybody, welcome to Nancy Grace. Today we're going to talk about Chris Jericho and how he's on a roid rage and he's beating up <laughs> random fans at a WWE event. And we've got special guest. We've got special guest Mark Marrow, who says Chris Jericho is on his list. And Lex, Lu- and Lex Luger. And Lex Luger. And we've also got former WCW champion Lex Luger on the line. Lex Luger, what are your thoughts on Chris Jericho? I mean, wh- I mean seriously, like Nancy Grace, I, I cannot stand her. I, I can't wait to-, to listen to her this week. I guarantee you that she will do something on this about Chris Jericho. You you watch. I guarantee you. This has been Anthony Grace, and we're talking about Chris Jericho and his roid rage beating up random fans at WWE events. Can, can I take a caller here, please? I fucking hate that bitch. And here's the other thing. There was two other vehicles with, that had WWE talent in it that were trying to leave the parking lot before Jericho's vehicle, and they were under the same situation where the fans got in front of the car and wouldn't let the car go, and then eventually they got bored and just let the car go. But obviously, this situation would have been averted with a proper amount of security at the Savon Center in Victoria. Well, that's just the thing. You can be expected when you're put into a place of fame, a certain notoriety, that you are going to be mauled in certain situations, and that's why there should be security enforced at all times like that. That there's this chance that that could happen. Um, the difference is with the Chris Jericho incident is that somebody got in his face and pushed him physically, like tried to start a fight with him or whatever. I have no problem if girls want to come up and maul me and harass me and push me to the ground and kiss me and stuff like that. And fans <laughs> want to hold me down and they want to tell me how much they love me or they want to stop me from getting out of a building and just want my autograph. I have no problem signing as many autographs as possible. But if a fan wants to look like a tough guy or prove <clears> himself, that he has big testicles or something like that, well, then I'm going to stand up and hit him right back if he's going to hit me, right? 
Like, it, no problem if fans want to attack or maul me, but as long as they're not attacking, you know what I mean? If you just joined us, welcome back to Nancy Grace. We've got we've got pro wrestler <laughs> we've got pro wrestler Ravenous Randy from Calgary, Alberta, talking about Chris Jericho and and how Ravenous Randy likes to be mauled by fans. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate that bitch with no, a passion. No, somebody should punch her in the face. And which which Maybe also Larry King. there you go. Larry King punching There's, Nancy Grace. That would I would pay ten bucks to that see that. That sounds like a pay per view match if I ever heard of one. Which which leads us to our next train wreck of the week. This past week... I know where you're going. Here we <laughs> go. The man who showed up as the mystery entrant in the Royal Rumble just a couple weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Van Dam, graced the presence of one Geraldo Rivera on Geraldo at Large, discussing, and this, this was like a less than five-minute conversation, uh, discussing the Michael Phelps uh, marijuana oh, issue. This is... This is bad. That's when you've got RVD, who is probably the most notable marijuana smoker in the history of pro wrestling, talking about how Michael Phelps was okay and, you know, nobody takes away sponsorships for That's people that real. smoke cigarettes <laughs> or alcohol. And you know what? Geraldo made Rob Van Dam look like an idiot. And, and really, he didn't have to have much help because Rob Van Dam helped him along. I mean, the fact that you're going to come on and say, oh, well, Nobody gets their sponsorships taken when, when they smoke cigarettes. Well, you know what? Cigarettes are considered a, a, an illegal drug, okay? And that's the problem. And I think Geraldo finished it off with, well, uh, you know, hope you get back to your championship status or something to that effect. So uh, really made a laughing stock of, uh, of Rob Van Dam. And let's just say Van Dam helped him along. Some people shouldn't just uh, go out and do interviews with the media. Rob Van Dam is one of them. Oh. Well, I, I would really like to ask uh, Randy Myers' opinion. He was one of the uh, chosen few, if you will, that this past week was up at uh, the Meyer Horowitz Auditorium in, uh, in uh, the capital of Alberta. Edmonton is the capital of Alberta. Correct. Correct, sir. Okay. Um, for the two-hour extravaganza that was featuring the nature boy rick flair and that, that must have been a lot of fun it was awesome it was excellent to go up there and have a chance to hear him talk and it was a q and a so i even got to ask him a question so that was pretty awesome to have and him what did you ask him i asked him what he uh if he what his advice would be for wrestlers coming up in the business he said not to enter the business <laughs> so <laughs> telling it like it is yeah no i'm not surprised to hear that answer at all but no he was great he uh he was nature boy from beginning to end uh wasn't didn't seem put on at all was had no problem answering any question that anybody threw at him and was yeah a lot of fun and told was, some good stories yeah it was wooing it up at one point he even uh, got out his cell phone and called up hot rod roddy piper and then we got to hear him on the speaker phone over top of the microphone really? and stuff like that yeah now fan asked him his best roddy piper story so he said ah why don't i just call piper right now so that was pretty cool to be there for that and and he did, he did he tell some uh, good old four horsemen stories? He told some four horsemen stories. He told um, great Terry Funk stories. He told all sorts of stories. He's, yeah, it was a great great experience, too. There was a very intimate, not a very big building, that uh, Barry Horowitz or whatever. Not Barry. I don't <laughs> not know. Barry Meyer. Horowitz. Meyer? <laughs> Meyer, not, not Barry. Barry. I no. thought it was Barry. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Barry Horowitz is so famous up here. He's got well, his own, he's got serious, his own building. It's the Barry Horowitz it. International I, Stadium. I, I thought maybe Barry Horowitz was going to do a 
conference at the Ric Flair Center or something like that. I thought well, you know, but, but if he did, he'd be patting himself on the back, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> did he tell any old WCW stories? Yeah, he told some stories he told about when he left WCW and his thoughts on uh, on that time when they wanted him to do the whole Spartacus gimmick and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, so no, he was very candid about it all. Like I said, had no trouble saying he was very, very candid. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Right. Well, that must have been fantastic. No, it was excellent. It was great yeah. to be put on, and I think uh, I've heard rumor that it's just the first in, of many to happen up in Edmonton, so hopefully they can keep this happening. That's cool. That's um, really great. Did he make any mention of being on Raw on Monday night? Did anybody he did, ask? He did mention Raw. He, he did. did put in a little plug for Raw on Monday, and uh, yeah, no, definitely said he will be there to make sure you check the it out. Whole, the whole angle there is that he and Chris Jericho will be uh, possibly doing something at WrestleMania, but, you know. I, you know what? I don't think that's going to happen. I, I honestly, at this point. Ric Flair defending, of course, Mickey Rourke. Oh, right, who, yeah. Who pulled out of the whole apparent I don't think that's Jericho over. At WrestleMania. You don't think that's it? That's not over. I honestly think what's going to happen is either tomorrow night on Raw or at No Way Out, Chris Jericho is going to attack Ric Flair, put him out of commission, and this is going to prompt Mickey Rourke into uh, wanting to wrestle Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. And they'll probably bring in Hot Rod and Flair to, to train him. I don't think this is over with. I think I think that uh, Mickey Rourke will somehow end up wrestling at WrestleMania. I, I don't think they're wanting to lead everybody away from that. But let's face it, you can't have Flair go out and wrestle. Yep. If you have Flair go out and wrestle at Mania, it pretty much kills his retirement from last year. Yeah, it makes it mean absolutely yeah. jack shit. For so... Sure. Let's face it, you cannot have Ric Flair go in and wrestle with Mickey Rourke in his corner. It's got to be the opposite, and that's what they need for WrestleMania 25. It, it's got to happen that way. Nope, I couldn't agree more. So you think the uh, the whole Mickey Rourke pulling out of the match was just simply a uh, storyline set up for, for the end of what's <laughs> actually going to happen? I think Mickey Rourke and Vince McMahon, Chris Jericho, they're all fucking geniuses. They've got this planned out. You're going to see Mickey Rourke in a ring at WrestleMania, and I'm telling you, it's going to happen. They're working the shit out of us, and I'm liking it, quite frankly. Randy the Ram. I hope Randy so. the Ram. I'm actually, you know what? I hope that happens. I think that'll be hilarious. You know what? I watched The Wrestler this past week. What'd you think? I was expecting more. If, if you know, Mickey Rourke won a Golden Globe for best actor for his role as Randy the Ram and the Wrestler. And I was so hyped up on what the movie was going to be. And, and honestly, I was I was a little bit disappointed. I thought that that Rourke in the role of Randy, Ram, Randy the Ram did a good job. I just was expecting a little bit more considering what I had heard. But uh, I, I, was, I was entertained by it. Uh, I, I gave it about a maybe five and a half out of ten. I, you know. Really? Yeah. I, Do you think you were expecting more because you've been part of the business? Nah. Because you've seen stuff and you kind of lived part of that life and you've been backstage. Because I found some parts of the movie, I wouldn't say boring, but I would say I've lived it. I've lived that scene so many times in right. my own life that it wasn't like seeing a guy working out or seeing a guy tanning or being backstage at a show. I've lived that moment so many times on my own. That it wasn't really sh shocking or anything new for me to no. see. Where, like, when I see a movie like Die Hard or something like that, and you got 
John McClane running around all over the place shooting people out of a tower. I've never done that, so I've never lived that. So it's more exciting to me. So I think right. with The Wrestler, it might be a little less exciting to people who are in the business because they've lived it. As to people who are out of the business that are like, wow, that's really what it takes. Right. Where you're like, well, I know that's what it takes. I found uh, a lot of my friends that saw it that aren't part of wrestling were sad about it, where I didn't find it sad at all because I live that life every day. And I yeah. know that's what it takes. Yep. So, No, I, I agree. I, You know, from the limited experience that I have had in the business, I mean, it it's pretty real yeah, to life, exactly. honestly. So, so I think that for the realism, guys, of, of the way that they, the, the Darren Aronofsky shot the movie, told the story, was very well done. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I watched it not as somebody that's, it's been in the business for a long time, but but as as a casual movie viewer, and I thought it was it was well done, but I was a little bit bored in spots with the story, um, you know. And, and I mean the little idiosyncrasies of of what happens in the dressing room when when workers talk to each other about you know setting up a match or a finish or a turn or or whatever I, that that didn't surprise me at all. But to the casual moviegoer and casual wrestling fan they might have been enamored by that and to find out that exactly, that actually yeah. goes on um, um, you know and the whole thing with, with him fixing up his own uh, blade and how he taped it to a, the inside of his uh, uh, I've actually never seen that anywhere before I no, don't know I know where you they haven't, got that from yeah I don't know yeah, no. those backyard guys or something I don't know probably That's, probably that, that but, crazy but, ECW stuff if I could uh, if I could today. break in for just a moment uh, the match between Abyss and Matt Morgan um, wow I think this might actually be the finish nope another kick out we've had uh, two near falls as the referee Rudy Charles was bumped Matt Morgan grabbed a chair and did a half-ass waffle attempt upside the head of Abyss. Did a bit of a trick. Kick run. out at two. Abyss with a choke slam on top of the chair, half-assed. Uh, two count. So uh, this match has been very physical as Abyss just took a chair to the nuts. The nice jewels spot. are shattered. Like that spot. Very nice. Yep. Um, we never did get a prediction on this. I'm going Matt Morgan all the way on this one. Matt Morgan. You think so? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna say Abyss. Why not? Choke slam on top of the green. chair. Up oh, another another near fall as Abyss kicks out. No, I I honestly felt like uh, the wrestler was a good film. It did have that beyond the mat documentary type feel to it, and uh, it it did seem like it centered a lot on the relationships that he has in the business with you know with his family, and oh, it was just well done. And you know. I honestly think we're going to see Mickey Rourke in a bigger capacity at WrestleMania than what they want you to believe. And let's face it, there's weeks building up. You've got all the time in the world to play with this. Seven weeks to build this up. Yep. So you're going to see They've something. They've already had turns and twists and gotten mainstream media. Larry King, your, your, your friend Nancy. Uh. <laughs> We're back on Nancy Grace. We've got Mickey Rourke talking about Chris Jericho, the big bully who beats up on fans Mickey, that he's going to face at WrestleMania this minute, year. Wait a minute, Mickey Rourke this week will be on Oprah Winfrey. I forget which day, but I read that today. Yeah. So you know that Vince is going to milk this whole thing to the max. Like he usually picks one angle to milk in the mainstream media for WrestleMania. Of course, this being the the big. Um, anniversary of 25th anniversary of, uh, of WrestleMania, and of course, we haven't discussed it much yet tonight. But the uh, 
the uh, inductees into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame uh, this year. Oh. Have, oh, here we go. Oh, my God. That was the worst black hole slam. That was like the botched hole slam. Or the butthole slam? <laughs> the butthole slam. Yeah, he, he dropped him on his butt, and that's enough to put Matt Morgan away. not good at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Well, looks like uh, Ravenous Randy was right. Yeah, see The monster go. abyss wow. over... Uh, Wow, so I'm I'm too wrong tonight. Which leads me to believe, as I suspected, ladies and gentlemen, that the ravenous one has some inside information from the booking office at Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. Oh, it trickles down, you know. Uh, you know it goes. <laughs> the water trickles down. But yes, Abyss, for those of you who missed it, is victorious in his match against Matt Morgan. And hopefully, oh, as Abyss oh. just brings the thumbtacks into the ring. Pours the carnage. The, ref. the car yeah, yeah the, the ref. The carnage is not over as the ref is getting thumbtacked. Now, before we let <laughs> the ravenous one go here on Sunday Night Showdown tonight, I have to ask him. Saturday night, February the 21st, PWA, Prairie Wrestling Alliance, uh, three-way for the PWA heavyweight title, the current champion, uh, the Karachi Vices, Gamma Singh Jr., uh, Sex Appeal, Chris Steele, and yourself, what's up with the triple threat for the oh, title, Ravenous One? Oh, it's more than just a triple threat. You see that I at the last show, I announced that my Mayhem title is a 24-7 stipulation. Right. So what I'm going to do is that Junior, Gamma Junior is mad enough to put his title up on the line. And since it's an elimination match, I say we make the first fall for my Mayhem title. Really? And the second fall for his heavyweight title. And then we see how things go from there. So I have that much faith in myself that I know I will be leaving the Acadia Sports Arena with more than one title around my waist. I'll be wearing them like suspenders. That's all they'll be holding up my pants, I tell you that much right now. Wow, so that, that, that's some heavy stipulations on the, uh, on the triple threat. Now, not only Gamerson Jr.'s PWA Heavyweight Championship, but the Ravenous One Randy Myers Mayhem Championship also on the line. Two titles. Three titles, two men. Right. Wow. Can't you know wait. what? I, I'm, I'm watching this right now in total disbelief as we're, we're backstage, the main event mafia locker room. Uh, Booker T is just bawling his little eyes out that he right. does not have his Legends Championship as Kevin Nash is just totally ripping into him. It ain't about you, Booker. It's about the main event mafia. And Scott Steiner's over there giving back rubs to Booker. It, this is just a very homoerotic locker room right now. And <laughs> I'm feeling a little uncomfortable watching this pay-per-view at the moment. I mean... This is like wow. borderline bad porn. That, it, it's just not good. And, of course, you know, Sting sitting down talking to Kurt Angle about, you know, the match tonight. I I don't know. They have completely turned Booker T. I don't know what has happened since he's gone to TNA. He is just completely but fucked. Beginning was fine. Beginning was fine. But since they've had him in the main event mafia, it, it's, it's terrible to watch him. It, it breaks act. my heart. Breaks my heart. I, I used to be the man that was happy to, to put my finger in the air and hail King Booker. And, and now it's just a travesty that he comes out with his fake African accent and talks about the crap that he does. It's just, it, it's sad. I mean, Booker T deserves much better than this. And fuck you, TNA. <laughs> I mean, that's the best I can say. Oh, fuck you, On TNA. On that note, the Ravenous One is out. <laughs> out. Have a the good night, everyone. Thank you very much to the Ravenous One, Randy Myers, for uh, guesting with us on this uh, episode of Sunday Night Showdown.
Yeah, and I uh, would have loved to have been at that Ric Flair uh, deal. But yeah, that yeah, sounded so, like a lot of fun. It sounded like, yeah, that, that it was great. You know what? Uh, the Ric Flair shoot. Uh, <coughs> the shoot! <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very well done. I mean, even Jericho uh, referenced, referenced to that on his... Uh, why, why are Sting and Kurt Angle this, hugging this each other? I told you, the, the backstage it's locker room for the main event mafia is very homoerotic. This is disturbing. The only thing more disturbing than that is Kevin Nash's hair. Look at that mop. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't need to be that long, I don't think. But, uh, no, I <coughs> even even Chris wow. Jericho referenced the whole idea that Ric Flair is doing these, these shoot interviews with these hopeless websites that don't make any sense. And By the way, they, they were laughing at you. Not with you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and they are not your friends. I found that out on the commercial break. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So oh, uh, your Randy friend. is not as it's good right. of a friend. Of, well, I'm going to be torn because two of my very good friends, Ravenous Randy and and uh, and Gamma Jr., are going to be facing each other. I'm going to be uh, – I'm going to be – it's going to be a, a hard thing for me to watch on the 22nd. It's – it's or on the 21st. It's it, – it's it, – <laughs> it's Make good, sure you build that in the match too. <laughs> We've got two titles and Dave's affection on the line in the triple threat. When I ring announce that show, I'm doing it. I'm so doing it. Somewhere that. in there, there's a hot promo. <laughs> we, we should have oh, we should have Dave encased in glass outside the ring, <laughs> so he can hug the winner. The internet Dave on a pole match? No way. We're not hey, doing that. You match. said that, you homoerotic <laughs> son of a bitch. That, Oh, my God. We're not even discussing that. As a matter of uh, fact, I think that, that comment should be edited out of the archives. Oh wow. My. Oh, God. I don't know what I've... Anyways, I don't know what coming up next on TNA's Against All Odds <laughs> pay-per-view, the, uh, and by the way, nobody's paying for it right here. Anyways, um, the <laughs> TNA tag team titles on the line, the current champions, Beer Money. Taking on uh, uh, Black Machismo and Apollo Creed. Apollo you Creed. got it. Well, yeah, it's consequences. But he looks like Apollo Creed. And is he from Co Truth or Consequences, New Mexico? I don't know where he's from. Oh, okay. Parts unknown, maybe. I just, I'm just waiting for James Brown to come out and do Living in America. Exactly. Uh, I feel good. Th this should be, if the booking huh, committee doesn't screw it up, this should be a good match. It should be. I mean, all four of these guys are tremendous athletes. So I, I expect well, a really good match. They're athletes. The athletes. 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 Yes. Yes. Or sports entertainers, perhaps. Sports entertainers. <laughs> well, I guess that's better than just being entertainers. Yeah. But I, I'll get the uh, I'll get the audio of the. I listened all 13 hours of the Ric Flair shoot. Very wow. very well done. Like it doesn't seem like you have hours. no life. <laughs> no, it's just on the train back and forth to school every oh, okay, day. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, thirteen hours. It's you don't realize thirteen hours has gone by. I didn't listen to it all in one block, but it's it's very very well done. And he talks about absolutely everything you could possibly wonder about. Uh, Shark, we we talked about it during the Royal Rumble show about uh, how you had a uh, a good conversation finally with 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 your they namesake uh, Carl Demarco, president of WWE Canada. Since we joined you last year on the showdown. Uh, WWE Canada's uh, offices are going to be closed, but he is being offered a, a different position within the company. Great decision. I think he's done a, a lot of really good things. 
when I dealt with WWE Canada, when I first started doing this show, uh, God, I've been doing internet wrestling radio for nine years. For the first two or three years before the big ban happened, uh, everybody at WWE Canada couldn't have been nicer and uh, treated me, like got me free tickets to shows. I can't discredit WWE for, for anything less than that. Um, so I, I do appreciate it. Your reaction to, to that decision, obviously they're not up here nearly as often as they used to be in the uh, in, in the hard days, but Carl DeMarco staying with the, the company I think is a definite asset. Well, absolutely, and it's just another in the long line of uh, Stanford's cost-cutting measures to try to cut their overhead, and, and, and Carl DeMarco's work gimmick as the president of WWE Canada is nothing more than he was uh, head of sales for for Canada um, and and was brokering deals with major corporate sponsorship for WWE uh, television programming in Canada on the score uh, television network and as well um, uh, selling advertising for their their house shows as well as their uh, live uh, TV shows whenever uh, uh, Raw or SmackDown or ECW would come come to Canada. So um, Carl's uh, uh, job with with World Wrestling Entertainment has uh, been in that capacity for a long time. Um, they're basically the the other facet of the office um, in Toronto was to handle um, the residential and commercial pay-per-view uh, business for World Wrestling Entertainment and uh, the commercial end has been taken over by Bell Express View and the the residential end has been uh, left to be handled by uh, uh, a gentleman who's been doing the same job um, in Stanford for a lot, very long time. Um, so by World Wrestling Entertainment closing their, their off corporate office in, in Toronto, it comes as uh, no surprise to at least me and uh, um, what position or if in fact Carl DeMarco will continue in some capacity with World Wrestling Entertainment uh, uh, still is to be decided. But uh, yes, Dave, as you stated, he's done wonders for uh, on the corporate side uh, for World Wrestling Entertainment in Canada. And of course, prior to being in that capacity with World Wrestling Entertainment, he was Bret Hart's personal manager. And uh, who knows? Listen, Carl DeMarco doesn't need the money. He'll probably take some time off. And, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he took some sort of uh, position with World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, certainly not going to move to Stanford. But yeah. uh, a, a very nice man who has gone uh, above and beyond the call of duty to handle the media in Canada uh, whenever... WWE is around. Um, he's the guy that handles the media, and it's uh, it's a big job. And he's done a, a very good job over the years in uh, in handling his his job for WWE in Canada. And, and like I say, very nice man. Never says no to anything. Um, I've dealt with him personally on many many occasions, uh, and uh, a great guy. And I'm sure that if he wants to, there'll be something for him at WWE. No, I would agree. I, I don't know a lot about Carl DeMarco, but uh, his job as president of uh, WWE in Canada, I thought was was a very good position. I think that he will 
wind up on his feet. And, uh, you know, I wish him the best of luck, and honestly. Speaking of Bret Hart, I must make mention of the fact <laughs> that the house shows in Vancouver on Friday night in Victoria on Saturday afternoon that a certain Bret the Hitman Haas was on, was on both shows complete with Blackwig and, wow. And he was teamed with Goldust, by teamed the way. Teamed with Goldust, if you can oh believe God. that. Goldust and Haas. There you go. There, there's a team for the ages. Bastard still owes me money. Yeah, fuck Goldust. <laughs> did, yeah. did the crowd actually pop thinking Brett was actually going to make an appearance? Well, apparently they, they did not uh, pre, pre-advertise pre as to who um, was was uh, had anything to do with that match. And, of course, when the Hitman's uh, uh, music hit after uh, Goldust was, was introed and came to the ring, apparently um, on both shows the absolute biggest pop of the night until, of course, they figured out... It was Brad Hitman Haas. If I could break in for a second, what a great series of moves between the Cowboy James Storm and Consequences Creed. I mean, these guys are so athletic. Just, just uh, I can't even call the action. It's too fast to call. I think for the next TNA pay-per-view, <laughs> we need to have the Boozer Cruiser here at Bottoms Up Sports Pub. I think that's that's a necessity. We'll have to uh, we'll have to call. Uh, I think we'll call Dutch Mantel. You should have. You should have the. <laughs> oh, there's another homoerotic <laughs> set for the Jesus. night. As as uh, Robert Roode is hanging upside down. Who in the turnbuckle? Who did Robert Roode piss off on the booking committee this week? And right. uh, consequences, Creed pulled the legs in. Wow! And actually had the crotch of Tennessee Cowboy James Storm in the face of Robert Roode as they both fell down in a 69 position. He, he made like a squirrel and tried to bury his nuts for the winter. That's right. Terrible. Oh, I, I haven't know. seen anything like that since the Naturals did it last time. The more they're yeah. becoming a comedy act like this, the, the less I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of theirs. Because I mean, Robert Roode shouldn't be in a comedy a- angle. But um, not to abuse any privileges here, Shark. But when, when you guys had that conversation, Carl and, and yourself, was there any talk as to why or if? WWE will be coming back to Alberta, not because we're only looking at the Alberta fans, because we are a worldwide show, but just the idea that it hasn't been here in four or five years due to the actions of certain wrestlers who used to be from here. From Edmonton. Exactly. Where uh, Did that come up with the conversation? If it did and you don't want to talk about it, that's cool, but just wondering if, if that... Well, I, I, I have no... No qualms about discussing that. I can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt, Carl DeMarco is not listening to Sunday Night Showdown tonight. Uh, <laughs> and having said that, um, we actually did discuss the the potential uh, return of World Wrestling Entertainment to Alberta. And there is plans in the works for live World Wrestling Entertainment shows here at the Saddle Dome in Calgary and at the uh, Rexall Center up in Edmonton for some time in August. Wow. There is also talk that both shows will be live TV. Knock on wood here. So You heard it here first. And uh, I don't have any problem. uh, Well, live SmackDown doesn't make much sense. Well, anyway. Anyways, live Raw and TV taping. Live and TV taping. But uh, uh, there is talk of it, and and, and they apparently at... uh, Titan Towers have been talking about that for for some time now, and that obviously the 
gestation period of of the post Benoit scenario is uh, they feel time enough to let bygones be bygones and move along and have shows in Calgary and Edmonton once again. And well, hang on before you do that. And and let's face it, uh, this year I think that would be the time to do it because I honestly feel that in the next couple of months, whether it's prior to WrestleMania or after WrestleMania, I honestly feel that you're going to see D.H. Smith either join the Legacy Group on Raw and you're possibly going to even see Natty Neidhart on Raw. So obviously it would be a good homecoming for them uh, and the Raw brand if they were here with two native Calgarians. Obviously, I mean, that would be the time to come in and do it. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that D.H. Smith will be making his re-debut this year. Well, <clears> I, I certainly hope so, and wouldn't that be fantastic for uh, Maddie and Harry to be on those uh, potential shows here in Alberta? Um, I'm still I'm still at a loss as to what they're going to do with, uh, with Harry and or T.J. Wilson, for that matter. Well, um, I, I really hope that they, they bring them up as a tag team and... Uh, I think that'll be on SmackDown. That's not going to happen, guys. Um, I, I, I have some I have some predictions, rumors that we can discuss here in a little bit sure. going towards WrestleMania. What, what is the time right now, Dave? I, I have it's, no idea. It's uh, 10 past the, the final hour. Is it? I think we should take uh, a commercial break. All right. Well, this match will probably be continuing after we return. So. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I'm nominating the Bottoms Up Sports Club right now as the official after-party location of the uh, WWE show in Calgary in August. And if I'm not mistaken, the <laughs> commercial break you're about to play is a pretty extended one because we have uh, Legends of Wrestling information. All right, well, we will uh, play those and be back in a moment. It's Sunday Night Showdown Shark, official after party of the Calgary house, of the Calgary TV taping at Raw, here, right, right here at Bottoms of Course, but just like the old days at Misty's, right? That's right. All right, we're going to book our seats in advance for... Uh, for the for the uh, for the action after uh, Monday Night Raw here in August, and so Chris Jericho's invited. There you go. Sounds yes. good to me. So stay tuned to Sunday Night Showdown. We're going to take an extended break. As we go to break, you're going to hear some. Uh, and if Chris feels like beating up somebody that night, I will be the first to offer the services of Internet Dave to be beat up by the Y2J Chris Jericho. I knew you were going to say that. You know what? Then I'm going to put Man Mountain Mike right in front of me so he can, so so I can duck and weave and and, and avoid him. All right. All right, we'll be back in a moment, and we'll talk about Legends of WrestleMania. Absolutely. We are, we are going to talk about Legends of WrestleMania following the break because there's a lot of big news coming out, and it's going to be a huge game for the WWE and all wrestling fans in general. We'll return in just a few moments to Sunday Night Showdown. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to IGN's WrestleFest. I'm Gregory James Miller alongside legendary WWE ring announcer, The Fink, Howard Finkel. We're here to introduce you to the superstars of WWE's Legends of WrestleMania. That is correct, Gregory. Only in WWE Legends of WrestleMania from THQ can you play as the stars and managers that shape professional wrestling into the juggernaut that it is today. And it's the only game where you can relive, rewrite, and redefine history. That's right, Howard. More than 40 of the greatest superstars ever to step foot in the squared circle are in this game, and we have the honor of announcing their names right here tonight. Huh? Speaking of which, Howard, you're in the game. Indeed I am, and I was absolutely thrilled to be asked, and I'm equally thrilled to be a part of it. Howard, are you ready to get to the roster? Am I ready? Gregory. 
If I could stand in front of 93,173 folks at the Pontiac Silverdome for WrestleMania 3, I think I can handle it. Howard, it's funny you bring up that March day from 1987, because our first wrestler is none other than the immortal Hulk Hogan. And what a fitting way to announce the first superstar in the Legends of WrestleMania game. Hulk Hogan was the man that rewrote history January 23rd, 1984, when he defeated the Iron Sheik. The phenomenon known as Hulkamania was born, and it cascaded through the decades. Hulk Hogan. A definite A-plus to start the Legends of WrestleMania game roster. Although many of Hogan's foes will never forget the atomic leg drop, it's easy to remember his famed match with one Andre the Giant. The eighth wonder of the world, 500-plus pounds. He was methodical. He was absolutely deliberate in what he did in the ring. But Andre the Giant, who had that tremendous match with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 3, is another fitting candidate. Welcome to the Legends roster. Of course, Andre's size made him a fan favorite, but Bobby the Brain Heenan, his manager, did everything he could to ruin that. And Bobby the Brain Heenan, the first manager to be announced for the Legends of WrestleMania game. They did not call him the Brain for anything. Bobby was calculating. He knew exactly what to do when he was outside that ring and at times inside the ring as well. It's a great, great addition, Bobby the Brain Heenan. While you had to fear Heenan when he was outside the ring, it was the Iron Sheik you had to look for inside the ring. Exactly! as he would say. The native of Tehran, Iran, former world champion, certainly an individual when he got into the ring, you never knew what to expect, and many an opponent went down to defeat at the hands of the camel clutch. And I might add, he had a loaded booter, so we thought that he adamantly denied that, if you remember. Oh, I remember, but I'd rather face his loaded boot than Brutus the Barber Beefcake's shears. Well, if you wanted to face Brutus the Barber Beefcake, you would actually then perhaps have an unexpected and probably an unwanted trip to the barber shop because the barber styled and profiled his way to many a win. If Brutus took you to the barber shop, I don't want to know where Big John Studd was taking you. 364 pounds. This was a true individual. He called himself a giant. So much, if you recall, at one time when he had his issues with Andre the Giant back in the mid-80s, he called himself the Giant Stud. And then he insulted Andre and called him Andrea the Giant. Moving forward a few years, of course, in 1989, the first Royal Rumble match on pay-per-view, he was the winner. His legacy will live on. Everyone will remember his match at WrestleMania for $15,000, the Body Slam Challenge. But if you really want to make some money, you might as well go from the NFL to the WWE. And that's what the Junkyard Dog did. Well, the Junkyard Dog, Gregory, was an individual who, amongst very few, made a transition from the gridiron inside to the squared circle. The Junkyard Dog, another very popular individual when he joined WWE in 1984, he would come into the ring, he had style, he knew how to get it done, and then when he used to grab them cakes and pick his opponent up and throw him down for the thump, it was lights out for his opponent. Howard, if we're going to talk about charisma, the name Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, comes to mind. Without a doubt, and he's still competing today in WWE rings. But this is the legend of WrestleMania game we're talking about, and his career certainly has had some tremendous highs. Speaking of high, do you remember in 1996 when WrestleMania was held in Anaheim, California, and Shawn Michaels for his championship match ascended from the roof and came down into the ring? It was breathtaking to say the least, and the Heartbreak Kid continues to defy the odds, goes in that ring each and every day. You'll have the chance to play him. When you think of HBK, you think of finesse. But, Howard, when I think of getting my head kicked in, I think of Bam Bam Bigelow. The beast from the east, from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Excuse me when I say this, but this guy was born to run. And no doubt, when he got into the squared circle, he was a big man. And one of the things, Gregory, that I really admired about big men of that stature, 
he could move. He was agile. He was quick as a cat. He was a very unique individual that certainly deserves his place in the Legends of WrestleMania game. Howard, if we're going to talk about legendary big men, clearly Sergeant Slaughter comes to mind. Indeed he does. Sergeant Slaughter, when he entered WWE rings, was despised. Then as his career moved on, he was loved. Then he was despised again in the early 90s, what with the conditions of the world. He capitalized on that per se. But now, Sergeant Slaughter can look back as we all can look back, and we can all appreciate and admire how great of an individual talent he was. A decade from now, people will still be talking about the Cobra Clutch. And Howard, I bet they'll be talking about polka dots and the bionic elbow as well. You're referring, of course, to the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. What a great addition to the Legends roster. This man embodied the soul, the mind, and the spirit of the commoner. The people really got behind Dusty. He talked, you believed, he went in the ring, he got the job done. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes, bionic elbow, polka dots and all. We're glad to have him. Our next addition to the roster is none of... Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, Fink. I've been informed here by our affiliate KFI in Brisbane that we have to go off the air. Yeah, uh, anyways, what? up next is your local news with weather with Ramblin' Ryan Clements. Good night, and have a turnbuckle tomorrow. And welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown as we are, are covering the live pay-per-view against all odds. They just wrapped the World Tag Team Championship match. Consequences Creed and Black Machismo taking on Beer Money. Beer Money retains the Tag Team Championship, and, uh, well, that's that. We all kind of figured Beer Money was going to keep it. This was probably the match of the night as far as I'm concerned. The athleticism for both of these teams is just off off the charts, well, top-notch. Fast-paced and, uh, and, and very good psychology for a tag team match, and, uh, you know, about a half a dozen really funny comedy spots. Um, not the least of which was the uh, inverted 69, but uh, that's all I need to say about that. And, of course, courtesy of the chain wrapped around the, yes. the fist of Robert Roode. Uh, Beer Money, still your TNA World Tag Team Champions. And i got to say, I really like those Tag Team Championship belts. They, they're very reminiscent of the old Intercontinental title. I yes, mean, they have so. the same shape, the, almost the same look to them. A little bit different, but that's what they remind me well, of. Well, you have to wonder whether... Uh, whether Reggie Parks, famous uh, uh, belt maker in Texas, uh, made these. I don't know. He might have. Reggie but Parks at one, one time was a fantastic wrestler in the old AWA, and he went on to uh, uh, make a lot of money making uh, championship r wrestling belts. Well, you know, now that we're back from break, uh, you obviously heard the uh, six minutes and 15 seconds of Howard Finkel and uh, Gregory from IGN reveal the confirmed list, part one, of Legends of a WrestleMania for the Xbox 360 and the PS3, which comes out, I believe, March 27th. But not for the Wii. But not for the Wii. I told you, you got to get next God. gen. You got to get next gen. Damn. You can't have those damn kids' toys. I know. Next gen, all the way, 360, all the way. All right. But I'm really psyched about this, being the gamer that I am. Love to play games. I loved SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. I got a lot of criticism for that. But it's one of the best wrestling sim games to come down the pike. Legends of WrestleMania will be considerably different. The graphics engine is pretty much the same. Um, however, this game is going to be more arcadey and not sim-based as the SmackDown vs. Raw titles. Uh, so far, the confirmed list that you just heard... Hulk Hogan, 
Andre the Giant. Uh, Bobby Heenan confirmed as a manager. Jimmy Hart also confirmed as a manager. The Beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow. We've got Roddy Piper. We've got the Ultimate Warrior. Believe the Honky Talk Man has been confirmed, although not in that particular audio no, clip. Randy Savage, heard. though. Randy Savage right now is probably going to be the only guy that is a legend of WrestleMania that will not be in the game. For, and obvious, for reasons why? For reasons we really don't know why, honestly. Guess. We can guess, but... Something to do with Stephanie? Yeah, speculation, sexual innuendo with, with you know, Stephanie McMahon. You put I don't it know. In Stephanie's mouth. Something. I, I don't know it. And it's a shame because when I think of Legends of WrestleMania, by God, Macho Man is the man. Some of the greatest matches in WrestleMania yep. featured the Macho Man Randy Savage. I mean, I'd be okay if it was just the Macho King Randy Savage. I'd be okay with that. I mean, he, as the Macho King, he did take on the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 7 in a career ending match. But uh, you know what? I'm looking forward to this game. As more details come out in the coming weeks, we will be playing clips on Sunday Night Showdown. We will be discussing it uh, at length. One of the exciting features that I'm really psyched about uh, is the connectivity option. If you have SmackDown vs. Raw 2009 and Legends of Wrestling, you can actually import certain superstars from SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. Guys like John Cena, obviously probably Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, into the game. Really? Now, yes. Um, there's going to be over 40 superstars and managers in this game. So when you think of the connect, when you think of uploading your SmackDown versus Raw 2009, it just increases that roster. Plus, this game also features uh, the the creator wrestler feature. So you can create your own legend, which every wrestling game has to have that. I mean, you obviously have to do that. So Randy Savage is in the game. I'm I'm hoping that obviously they have his music, his ring intro, and you can just create him yourself. I mean. There's ways of getting around it, but the fact remains, Randy Savage should, by all rights, be in this game. Um, I know Shawn Michaels is another one that's rumored to be in the game. I'm hoping Yokozuna. 1990s Shawn Michaels, that was confirmed in that clip. Um, Yokozuna, I think, will be confirmed in the weeks to come. I can't see not doing a Legends of WrestleMania game without Yokozuna. I mean, some of the greatest title matches were Yokozuna. For a guy his size... Like, that man was agile. Yep. And uh, he was so impressive. And Coquino Maximus. Coquino Maximus, yes. In the old AWA. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, question, a question from the chat. Can you then send the legends into SmackDown versus Raw 2009? No. No. Oh, okay. No, no uh, to my knowledge, it's just you can import them into the legends game. Oh, okay. Which is fine. I mean, obviously, it'll be your top marquee stars. I know they, like they were saying something about... John Cena taking on Hulk Hogan in his prime, who would win? Well, you can find out in this game. I believe they're going to have um, every WrestleMania arena is in it. And I've seen clips of the Caesars Palace WrestleMania 9, which looks beautiful. Yeah, I've seen um, Seen the graphics for, like, WrestleMania 12, uh, WrestleMania 15. Like, there's so much they're putting into this game. I, I don't know what, what other arenas they have other than WrestleMania. But I'm hoping for some classic Rumble arenas. I'd like to see a classic King of the Ring arena. Uh, the fact that this is going to be an arcade-based game is great because it's going to be simple to play, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be a definite must-have for all wrestling fans. Hell, this is going to be a game that people that are in their 30s or 40s, 50s might even pick up because 
this is going to have all the guys from the heyday. Yeah. And I find I find Double J that and and ID that uh, that a lot of the the games that I've seen on 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 Wii and PS3 and are really really freaking hard to to play. Um, I remember when I first first saw you know the NHL 09 hockey for whatever console you have and you got a controller in one hand you got a nunchuck in the other hand and blah, 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 and I, I really felt uh, that you had to be an experienced gamer especially for some of the games on the PS3 that the controller and everything and uh, I don't know I, I'm not a gamer uh, but lately with uh, with my son having a, a Wii I've been uh, you know doing some stuff with him on that and it's, it's fun but when it's so hard, you can't even figure out how to play it. We'll have to come over to your place. That's right. You, yeah. you come over to the master, and I'll show you how to do stuff. Uh, just, I, I watched that video, Jeff, and I'll get your perspective on this. The realism of it to me didn't look that great. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Dave. Wait a minute. I have to cut you off for just a second. I see that Alex Plexus is here at Bottoms Up Sports Pub tonight, and obviously, Alex Plexus is not. On the wellness program. Look at how jacked he is now. Unbelievable. I think he ate this week. That's great. He ate this week, yes. <laughs> um, like I said, the area of realism where, um, like, I, I saw it on the clips. Like, Hulk Hogan was giving uh, Andre the Giant in the simulation of the WrestleMania 3 main event, like a side suplex and a back handspring elbow. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. The guy's 500 pounds. Shouldn't there be that realism? Like, if, if Andre the Giant throws a drop kick, I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay, but, well. But there sh shouldn't there be some realism about being able to lift a 500-pound guy or, or, or something like that? Well, let's just put it. I'm going to put this into perspective for you. I know that a couple years ago, I think it was uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2007, they came out with they wanted to have actual heights and weights realistic. So, you couldn't have Rey Mysterio pick up somebody like Andre the Giant. Yeah. However, it hindered gameplay for a lot of people. A lot of people didn't like you could do that. The, the whole point. The, they didn't like the, the limitativity. Yeah, exactly. Of, of, of how uh, a wrestler could operate. Exactly. The yeah. whole point of a wrestling video game is to go in there and have fun. And if you're taking away the options from people, like when you're building your character, you want them, you want them to be a super heavyweight that jumps off the top rope and does cruiserweight moves, you should have that that option that's that's what you want to do that's what makes the game fun for you so when they take out features it obviously makes people mad um i have no problem with seeing hulk hogan suplex andre the giant or body slam on i mean that's fine um it's a game it's meant to be fun and the whole tagline with legends of wrestlemania is rewrite redefine relive okay so you can go into wrestlemania 3 as hulk hogan and beat Andre the Giant. Or you go in as Andre the Giant and beat Hulk Hogan. Or the redefine, you can go in into this match that was just a regular match and throw in a steel cage or a ladder match or whatever you want to do. So there's so many things in this game that you're going to be allowed to do as, as Andre a, as it Hogan in a TLC scares the shit out of me. Well, but I don't anyway. know if TLC will be in it. Obviously, <laughs> we're, we're talking about this focuses... Flaming tables with Andre the Giant. This focuses on the first 15 WrestleManias. So oh, WrestleMania is WrestleMania one through fifteen is what this game focuses oh, on. Oh, okay. So 
they're going to have a WrestleMania tour mode where you can relive the matches. Like I said, you can rewrite, redefine, however you want to do it. I think it's a great selling point. And they are going to have the classic blue cage, which is what they should have. You're not going to see TLC matches. You're not going to see Elimination Chambers. You're not going to see Hell in a Cell. <laughs> okay? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Actually, you could see Hell in a Cell because Hell in a Cell debuted in 97. Yeah. So that was like two years for the cutoff. So you might actually see that, but you're not going to see TLC matches. Um, again, it, I think it's going to be a fun experience for everybody. I'm really, really hyped up about this game. Like everything I've seen so far, I'm just super interested. If it is anything like my favorite wrestling game of all time, and that would be WrestleFest, which came out in the early 90s in the arcades, where you had the Royal Rumble option, you had you had a stacked roster, you had DiBiase, you had Perfect, you had Demolition, Road you had the Road game. Warriors win it, you had um, Hogan and, and Warrior. It's just a great game. And if it's anything like that where you've got like your X button is your punch and your A button is your grapple, it's yeah. just very simplistic. And I think that a lot of people are going to pick this game up and play it. And I've even heard rumors that at WrestleMania 25, you know. WrestleMania 25 this year, there's talk of a gimmick match to coincide with the Legends of Wrestling game to promote it at WrestleMania. So, In, in what fashion? Uh, I, they haven't really specified, but this is what I'm hearing. Show up or, uh, possibly probably. a Legends match. You never know. Oh. So, you know what? That gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17 was just fantastic. It was, but... Uh, but with that being said, like I am, I'm looking forward to the release of Legends of WrestleMania. As more details come out, you can be guaranteed that Sunday Night Showdown is going to let you know everything that's going on. Because let's face it, I'm a gamer and I love wrestling games, and I am so into what they're putting out. So, what day does it come out? I believe it's March 27th this year. And what day of the week is that? Uh, I don't know. It could be a Tuesday. Okay. Usually, games come out on Tuesday. However. I do believe SmackDown vs. Raw 2009 was released on a Sunday. So it very much differs. I, I don't know what – I don't have a calendar in front of me. I just know it's the 27th. I'll, I'll get it. Oh, it. It is the 27th? I believe it is the 27th, okay, well, that's yes. a Friday. Is it a Friday? Okay. Yeah. So, I, have a question, uh, um, I think I know what I'm doing that night. I'll be coming over to your place and checking out. i got a question. Out. When is TNA supposed to be airing on Impact, their global Impact show that they recorded? If you know, if either one of you guys know – uh, from the Tokyo Dome with uh, the joint New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, guys. You know what? I don't know, but I'm going to say this now. Uh, I think probably the best television that TNA has had in the last three years was the first Global Impact yeah, Special. Yeah, that was outstanding. The way it was done, yeah. the cinematography, uh, everything going into that show. If TNA would be like that all the time, they would have probably the best product out there. I mean, I honestly feel like that was a really good, uh, really good show. So I, I don't know when they're going to come out with that, but uh, I hope it's soon because I want to watch the that. In, the internet uh, uh, review and rundown of that whole card, and it was phenomenal. I can't, I can't wait to see it. Of course, you can probably hear in the background, uh, it's time for our main event of the evening. Uh, Jeremy Boring is uh, ring announcing, announcing all the uh, contenders. Your, your favorite ring announcer. Yes, Jeremy Boring. Yes. Doesn't hold a candle to me. No. Ever. <laughs> then again, nobody does, right? No, so whatever. Nobody. Um, Not even the Fink. Oh, I don't know. I, yeah. I got to pay homage to the Fink. The Fink's great. And thank God the Fink is in Legends of WrestleMania. Yes. As the and he looks great. Looks really good. But um, again, main event tonight. Kurt Angle, I think, has got to take this title from Sting. 
And Sting has got to get either or surgery done. Or swerve, with, as we discussed earlier, where maybe the, uh, the the main event mafia doesn't like what Sting has done, and there's a, a bit of a run-in and maybe a DQ, and who knows what happens. No, oh, absolutely. You know. I don't know. I, I just see Kurt Angle going over tonight. Dave, we're back here at Bottoms of Sports Pub in one week for WWE's No Way Out. No Way Out live next Sunday. Live from the Key Arena in Seattle. Yes. And uh, probably a whole bunch of Canadians will be going down for that show. I, I so. know of a lot of uh, friends that, are, that live in Vancouver and Victoria that are uh, busing or driving or from Victoria taking the ferry um, down to the Key Arena in Seattle. Who's taking the, uh, a ferry? Where? To from Victoria to <laughs> Seattle. If you if you knew about the uh, the uh, gay community in uh, Victoria, you know that uh, riding the ferry to uh, uh, Victoria is somewhat of a uh, Saturday night pastime in Victoria. But that's enough said about that. That's just um, wrong. Um, but uh, what is up with <laughs> with uh, Devon or with Bubba's uh, tribute to the Nasty Boys? I don't know. He actually does look like uh, Jerry Sags. He looks like a fat Chuck Liddell. For those of you that uh, that know about who Chuck Liddell is, or or Jerry ever. Sags with shorter hair, or Jerry Sags with shorter hair, exactly. Now, if if he does Pity City tonight, I think Sags has every right to sue for gimmick infringement. Yes. All right. Well, um, just to look ahead, uh, No Way Out is next week, uh, February fifteenth. Then. Uh, not for four weeks after that would be uh, Destination X for, for TNA. With the Ultimate X. Is that, a, is that have they confirmed that? Yes, is, they've confirmed oh, okay. that. Go TNAWrestling.com and have a look, oh, okay. Dave. They do it every every year. Every it's year. Always. Ultimate X. Always. Or on Destination X, the main event is the Ultimate X oh, match okay. for then, the uh, uh, X Division title. Yeah, then three weeks later is uh, WrestleMania 25 on April the 5th from Reliant uh, Stadium in, in Houston. And, of course, we'll have uh, blanket coverage as well as everything on audio wrestling. You're going to we'll bring your blanket, blanket to WrestleMania? What are you, Linus? Jesus, Murphy. Good God. You're not bringing uh, a blanket here to Bottoms Up Sports. Enough of the There's damn no peanut gallery in Get here. Get over it. Two weeks later, lockdown. One week later, backlash on the third anniversary of something happening uh, to somebody on this staff. And that's the look ahead for the next couple of months. Third anniversary? Yeah, backlash. Of... of of when he arrived Double J in Calgary. doing a sneak attack <laughs> on us here at Bottoms of Sports Pub. Uh, when I swerved, yeah. you bitches. That yes, was a, you did. That was one of the biggest swerves in the history of, of anything. <laughs> um, yes. And that, and that bastard Jason Clevitz knew all about it. He did. Yes, yes, he did. We'll have to have him on that, that on the third anniversary of the, of the infamous... Double J sneak attack. Well, uh, but, you know, it, it would be nice to replay that footage, but seeing as how it's not the same show, um, I'm pretty okay. sure That's that right. I couldn't get that, and it would cause friction. So it's best left alone. That's okay. We've well, moved on. Well, I think we should just have, like, a, a live reenactment, and we'll have you outside. We'll have Harmony outside, and, and then we'll have Dave sitting over there in his normal spot. Don't know why he moved tonight. Uh, and, and, and then he could say, I was off Friday. I could have been there. Yeah. <laughs> How come nobody told me? How come nobody told me? You notice I haven't said a word about that? Not lately. <laughs> but. Well, um, well, like I said, I mean, that's 
that was a long time ago, but uh, it was still a we, fun we night. We need to invite Kid Clevitz to uh, Sunday Night Showdown one week. Yeah, he's a busy guy. He is a busy listen, guy. Listen, he's not that busy, okay? He'll tell you he's busy, but he's not really that busy. I mean, I, reptiles. Well, reptile. He's trying to. He's trying to book out. Let's let's review. He's trying to book out reptiles for birthday parties. Yes. Okay. And, and, so he's not that busy. And, like and, I said. And as a matter. Well, as a matter of fact, he has one booked in two weeks for my middle daughter, Sienna. Who is going to have a reptile party you in my home? A reptile party for your. I did not birthday? book a reptile party. Your wife. Yes. I knew that was the root of all evil. No, no, no. The key word is free. free. <laughs> well within the budget. Well within the budget. All right, all right. Well. But uh, yeah, WrestleMania 25, eight, eight weeks from today is going to be a huge show, and it'll be starting one hour early, so we'll be on for four hours. Four hours. Because WrestleMania is on for four of hours. And, and you know uh, what? I, I think we're going to get some. Uh, you and I are going to sit down and have a have a long discussion about what we're going to do for WrestleMania because because it's the twenty fifth anniversary. It, it is, and I and want maybe we should have some some WrestleMania flashback moments here on Sunday Night Showdown. Maybe I, uh, over the next couple of weeks, the uh, the great listeners uh, of Sunday Night Showdown should make their suggestions in the chat room um, as to. Maybe some WrestleMania moments that they like to have us discuss. Well, that's a great segue that you just brought up because one of the things I wanted to cover tonight uh, was top ten WrestleMania moments. Like, what are your top ten? What are your top ten? I mean, I, I listen. My memory isn't that good to come up with ten. I have one WrestleMania memory that sticks out of my mind, and that's of course the unmentioned. Don't mention him anymore. WrestleMania three. Uh, in front of ninety three thousand with with the macho man and 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 the dragon and and to me that's my one and only that's why my number one wrestlemania memory uh but stanford doesn't want us to remember anything about savage at all well well it, number one to me is kind of hard to pick there there's two that really stand out two moments that happened at wrestlemania Hogan Bada slamming Andre? No, no. No? No. Although that is on the list. But yeah. uh, there's two moments that really stand out, and it's hard for me to pick which one means more when you think about it. Pick, damn it! Pick! <laughs> yes, you're, you're, <laughs> no, you're, you're stabbing you guys me with a splitter. You guys couldn't see that, but I was I was stabbing Double J's hand uh, with the splitter to make him pick. Pick, damn it! Uh, all right, I'm going to pick, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you both of them. Okay, please. We'll start with number two. Because your memory is way better than anybody else I know. My number two WrestleMania moment of all we time. Have a music bed for this? No, we don't. No. no, okay. But we will in coming weeks. Good. Number two WrestleMania, number two WrestleMania moment of all time to me is WrestleMania 20 when Chris Benoit won the World Heavyweight Championship right. in the Triple Threat match. And he and Eddie Guerrero celebrated in the ring together as champions. I bawled like a baby because Benoit finally got his comeuppance. And to see Eddie in there with him holding a championship and the history that these two have had. At Madison Square fucking Garden. And yes. regardless of the memory of Benoit that, that's been tarnished in anybody's mind, he's still one of the greatest wrestlers that I have ever seen. He's still one of my favorites, and uh, to me, 
that was my number two WrestleMania moment. Number one. Especially with Eddie. Yeah, that especially was, with Eddie. Yeah. Uh, the other one is, is on a personal note, too. Um, WrestleMania 7. Uh, Macho King Randy Savage taking on the Ultimate Warrior in a retirement match. In a match that was just wonderful. When you consider the Ultimate Warrior was not a great wrestler. But the fact that, that Savage um, carried that match. And those two put on a clinic. I mean, the story was there. Uh, at one point, Warrior even looked up at the gods and was like, what can I do to put this man away? And Warrior beat Savage and sensational Queen Sherry jumps in the ring, berates Savage, starts beating the crap out of him. When out of the audience comes Miss Elizabeth, and this reunited the Macho Man and Miss yeah. Elizabeth for what was going to be a wedding in the future. And just that moment alone to me, based upon how big a fan of Savage I am and, and I loved Elizabeth and so if you want to go that way I, I'm going to say that's my number one Wrestlemania moment of all time and you know taking a trip down memory lane with you Double J like I was just doing while, while listening to your eloquent story uh, of, of your favorite two Met Wrestlemania moments it, it, it brought back a, a memory to my brain of um, the whole Macho Man thing and how much of an influence he was on professional wrestling. And for obvious reasons, he's being left out of a lot of, of what WWE might have done with him, obviously in a DVD story set um, like so many others and, and certainly in a lot of other areas. But uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just a shame and obviously there, there's not going to be any fences mended anytime soon well, with regards to the Macho Man, which is really a shame. But he, he influenced an entire, I think, generation or two of wrestling fans with his um, character and his... Man, was anybody in his day as light on his feet as the Macho Man? And, and uh, um, you know, just a, a pleasure to... to to watch him and be one of, I mean and really he although his father was an accomplished wrestler he he was a, he was a baseball player he was he was a pro baseball player and he was in the St. Louis Cardinals system and uh, um, you know it's just unfortunate what uh, what's transpired with with, with him um, and with Vince and well, the rest of the McMahon family I mean but you've got a point when you look at when you look at WrestleManias from the past um Randy Macho Man Savage was one of those guys that performed his best at Mania. WrestleMania 3. And to take the ultimate warrior who was not by any stretch of the imagination a, a good wrestler at all, but give Jim Helweg the devil is due, he was a good actor. He was. He was a good actor. He, he, he did a good job with, with the whole warrior thing and uh, obviously later in life started believing his own gimmick uh okay and uh orlando jordan will tell you that <laughs> but uh but yeah. but having said that um you know uh, to me the mark of a good wrestler and storyteller as a wrestler is taking a less than stellar opponent to a really good match and 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 if you look at the course with the history of wrestling the 
the really good storytellers your your i mean from way way back in the day your 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 gorgeous georges your your rick flares your harley races your your guys like that who were famous for having their opponents games stepped up in big matches to me is the mark of a of a fantastic wrestler just just to change the subject for just a minute because i want to get back to this um I, I don't know if it's just something in the air but i feel like we could see a major swerve tonight in this match don't be surprised ladies and gentlemen if bubba ray and devon join the the main event mafia tonight i think by hook or crook kurt angle is going to win and i think it's going to be because bubba ray and devon help him yeah i mean any number of uh, possible uh booking scenarios for the finish of this match are are on the table right now and that's uh really what a good told story in a in a main event match such as this should have and you you don't know what's going to happen Brother Ray just put the rock bottom on Devon. Went for the went for the pin, kick out at two and three quarters. Sting with a DDT to, to Bubba Ray. I, I hate that name, Brother Devon, Brother yeah, Ray. Yeah, Ray could have, uh, Bubba could have pinned Devon in the first six seconds and ended the match, but they never really considered that option. But uh, back to what you're talking about. When you talk about Randy Savage, I mean he was one of the first uh, true heavyweight wrestlers that was in the, the main event pitcher that was to do high-flying moves. Yeah. You know, he was the guy that was doing the elbow off the top. He was the guy that would run halfway across the ring and guillotine his opponent over the top rope, which is a move I love. Yes. Nobody does that anymore. And, and that was – he was an innovator. Uh, WrestleMania three. He was three. like a cat. He was. He always was up on the balls of his feet, bouncing around. And, and you didn't get it. Um, and he was – the epitome back in the day, early early to mid '80s, of the best worker of his time. He was. Really. He was a workhorse. Yes. The the year that he was champion, he was the workhorse for that company. WrestleMania three, when he was Intercontinental Champion, Ricky Steamboat, great match. WrestleMania four, when he got the nod and was able to walk away the WWF Champion over Ted DiBiase with yeah. with help, obviously from yeah. Hulk Hogan. Uh, he carried that belt for a year with prestige, and he was and a back great in the champion. Day, Double J, um, your Intercontinental Champion was obviously and historically not anymore the number one contender for the WWF World Heavyweight Strap. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, I, I I've watched a lot of Savage's matches over the last uh, little while, and uh, man, he was way ahead of his time. And he wrestles. Then, like a lot of the X Division guys wrestle now. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, Sting has retained the title. He just pinned Bubba Ray Dudley. Did I, not see that one coming. I said that all along. I, I did not see them taking the title off of Sting. I just thought there would be a little, that the finish would have a little bit more drama and twists and turns and swerves and. But it didn't. It was pretty much of a... Uh, I thought we were unanimous for Kurt Angle. Everybody was unanimous for Kurt Angle. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think this is a mistake because Sting has the nagging injuries. He cannot perform in the ring right now. It would have been better to put it on Kurt Angle. But obviously, 
we're seeing the beginning of a main event mafia sting split. Guys, I'm going to finish off the uh, broadcast here at Bottoms of Sports Pub, and I'll be back to uh, join you to wrap up this edition of Sunday Night Showdown. All right, well, uh, let's look over the entire Against All Odds pay-per-view lineup. Uh, the eight matches that have been completed this evening. Uh, no titles change hands in five title matches, which is okay, I guess. I mean, it's not the usual fare of, of five titles. Usually one will change hands. Sometimes all five will, but uh, not in this case. Alex Shelley successfully defending over Eric Young. Scott Steiner over Petey Williams. Brutus Magnus over Chris Saban in the Open Challenge. Awesome Kong over ODB. Booker T over Shane Sewell as the, uh, I guess, heels won the first five matches. Abyss over Matt Morgan. Beer Money uh, successfully defended their tag team titles over Jay Lethal and Consequences Creed. And Sting pins uh, Brother Ray in the four-way dance with Sting, Kurt Angle, Brother Ray, and Brother Devon in a solid match for what four guys in their 40s can do. But uh, Sting is still the champion. He's been the champion since October, and we'll have to see what happens next. This is quite possibly the longest title reign in his whole career, honestly, I think. Really? I think it is. Sting is the guy that always won and lost it a month or two later. So... You know, kudos to Sting for, for retaining tonight. I uh, I was wrong. I thought Kurt Angle was going over, but congratulations are in order for Sting. Yeah, definitely. And I think Absolutely. this is the beginning of the face turn that we've all been waiting for. Well, we'll have to see if, for it, the Stinger. if it gets continued, if it continues to get built between him and Kurt Angle. Obviously, uh, the Dudleys are still going to get along. I, I can't any, foresee any reason why not, but uh, yeah, everything seems fine. Like I said, this is I mean, even TNA kind of treated this as one of a minor pay-per-view because, like we said, Destination X is in four or five weeks, and uh, that's always got the Ultimate X match. And then, of course, their April pay-per-view is locked down with all the matches appearing in a cage. But I have to tell you, Jeff, I mean, but after next week, we're going to have to figure out some times to may maybe once, maybe if there's some something on a Friday night or something where uh, nothing's going on, we can put on a tape of an old show and, and talk about you and me and the shark can hang out here on a Friday night or a, or another random Sunday night and uh, just talk about the world because after next week it's going to be like two shows in like eight weeks. Well, so we'll have to come up with a format. I'm a heady on that you know one. That uh, once we find out what the, uh, the shark's busy schedule is, I'm thinking um, within the next couple of weeks on a Sunday night, Everybody's invited to uh, Casa de Sexe, and we will uh, we will do a live Sunday night showdown from my casa. So that's what I'm thinking we'll do. And maybe, just maybe, I'll book us a guest. Wow. Something I haven't done in like three years. <laughs> I do have the book at home. All yeah. I got to do is crack it open, and maybe we can get a guest on the show for once. Sounds good. Maybe we'll get back into the habit of doing that. Well, don't forget, uh, you can Facebook us so that you can uh, be... Uh, informed of everything that that we want to let you know of the facebook uh, link is right on the front page here as you're watching just under the logo and you can facebook us you can uh myspace us you can email us sunday night showdown at yahoo.ca uh so feel free to email us anytime you want and let us know and like i said we'll add you to our list of people who who we get to inform of of our latest developments and 
this has been our most consistent show, our probably our highest rated show, and our definitely our highest rated show for uh, for a TNA broadcast. So uh, everything's been uh, fantastic tonight, and like I said, uh, we look ahead to uh, Monday Night Raw with Randy Orton and the Undertaker. Should prove to be interesting. The return uh, of the Nature Boy. Woo! Ric Flair tonight on, or tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Looking I forward to that. He took a, a flight directly from Edmonton to uh, to I, Portland. I think they're, they're having uh, Raw tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. What was that? Uh, I think Raw's in Portland tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. So Piper might even be there. Yeah, who knows? Um, I mean, that, that's his hometown. So uh, exactly. Uh, so. And then, of course, on SmackDown, the return of Jeff Hardy. So, I don't know. What what have you thought of the Matt Hardy build so far? Uh, two weeks ago, it was him introducing the show and basically saying, uh, I don't have a brother anymore. It was everybody cared about him and nobody cared about me. And then this past Friday night, uh, Hurricane Helms, a good friend of theirs as in real life, basically confronted Matt and said, hey, you can't do this stuff. I always knew you were a jerk. But... Um, and then Matt beats the shit out of him. Just your thoughts on how they've been building that, that Matt Hardy since the big turn. Of, of you know what? I think uh, I think they're doing fine with Matt Hardy, to be honest with you. I think that this is probably something that he needed. Um, a match between him and Jeff Hardy at WrestleMania is obviously on the horizon. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't interested in that because a brother versus brother match we haven't seen since WrestleMania 10 when it was Bret the Hitman Hart taking on his younger brother, Owen Hart, in what was a classic match. And I think that for the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, I think that's the way to go. I think it's going to be a four-star match between those two. Matt with the technical, Jeff with the spot monkey, high-risk, killing himself moves. I think it's going to be great. Now, I wouldn't say it's going to be a TLC or a ladder match because let's not forget, we've got money in the bank more than likely at WrestleMania 25 this year doesn't mean it will happen. Uh, they may scrap it this year. You never know with the WWE. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. But I think Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy for WrestleMania 25 oh, is going to be, be a must. is going to be a must, and it's going to be a match that TLC. No, 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 because they're going to have money in the bank. bank so there's oh, no okay. reason to have another yep, ladder yep, match. Yep, yep. Um, it will be interesting to see. So I'm, I'm thinking the build up so far is is really good between those two and. I think they're really solidifying Matt as a heel. Unfortunately for Matt, his best time as a heel was his version one. Oh yeah. On SmackDown, and when they shipped him over to Raw, win the trade, they totally killed Matt Hardy. And uh, I hope they can rebound from this and and be one of the top heels on SmackDown. I think this is good. You know what? Um, everybody has really calmed down in the whole Christian Cage talk. I think just like the return of Jericho where it was, is it going to be tonight? Is it going to be next week? Is it going to be the next pay-per-view? And it just didn't come and didn't come and didn't come. I think everybody's kind of gotten off that Christian Cage bandwagon, which may be a perfect setup for him showing up either at No Way Out to maybe help Edge in the uh, in the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match or to help Edge possibly um, at WrestleMania 25 in whatever role he'll be in. But or somewhere because I mean you're not going to premiere him on a tape show on SmackDown. No, in, in all likelihood, um, traditionally when you look at WrestleManias and you look at the Raw after WrestleMania, usually that's when they bring on their big names. Yeah. I can remember in 2003 
after WrestleMania, the next night on Raw, Bill Goldberg made his debut. Yeah. Um, usually, WrestleMania is the end of the year. But you the start beginning. up. Yeah, it's yeah. the beginning of the new year, the Raw after, and that's when you debut your new talent. If you don't see D.H. Smith by WrestleMania, I'm thinking the Raw after. The Raw after Mania is when D.H. Smith joins Legacy. There's no way they cannot keep this kid from joining Legacy. Well, His I, pedigree is there. He needs to be there. I, I couldn't agree with you more, and uh, time will tell. It's been three years. Uh, uh, they're working him hard in uh, in uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, and one can only hope that, uh, that Harry Smith will be brought up to the main roster uh, on either one of the three shows. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, we, we, we do not have the opportunity here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada to, to view Florida Championship Wrestling's uh, weekly show. We don't know to what extent Harry's progressed in his what has been his uh. Achilles heel, and that's his ability to put himself over on the microphone. Has it gotten better in FCW? We don't know. I hope so. Actually, we do. Uh, there was a report that came out couple months ago the tj wilson and harry smith were the two most um advanced guys in that promotion okay. and so there was talk of uh, bringing them to smackdown to feud with Prito and car and uh primo and carlito for the tag straps and instead they went with uh, ezekiel and the brian kendrick uh which is fine it looks like they're separating tj and harry and like i said that's too bad you know what it is too bad but at the same time this is a good thing for Harry. I if still they bring it in him my in, brain some sort of new age heart foundation. I, I, well, I, I was kind of hoping what? for that, and it'll never happen that, that they that they would put uh, you know Natty and, and and thanks a lot, thanks guys. Take care. Good seeing you. Don't forget PWAWrestling.ca for anybody in the Alberta region yeah. wants to check out some of the sexiest independent wrestlers on earth. <laughs> Sexy Flexi leaving leaving the arena today. Okay, anyway. there's been a lot of homoerotic yeah, homo And the fact, has been the fact that you just said that to Alex Plexus makes me want to slap you. You're going to call this kid Sexy Plexi he, as he's, he's walking out the door? The next oh, look, he's showing you his abs. Do you want to go put glitter on him? <laughs> Fag. Speaking oh. of closet oh, and God. out of, I'm not sure whether WrestleMania 25 will be somewhat of a coming out party for Internet Dave. It might just be. I don't know. But um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, honestly, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about Harry Smith. Um, I think the kid is is ready. He's been ready for a long time. When you think of putting a fourth member in Legacy, think of the strong name there. You've got Rhodes. You've got DiBiase. You've got Orton. The only thing missing is a Smith. By God, he could be the enforcer of that group. And this group could be bigger than what the four horsemen was in their heyday if done right i think randy orton is a great leader and he could really mold all three of these guys into main event contenders in the years to come so if it were up to me dh smith harry smith whatever you want to call him now could be the enforcer of the group and he should be the guy to get the nod to go into legacy and have they been playing up a potential new member of legacy or not yet um, they haven't really been playing it up, but I, I did. We talked about an interview with Orton a couple weeks ago from ESPN, and he, he right. said he had his his eye on D.H. Smith. He did. He did. So and of uh, course, the two of them were supposed to work 
work an angle for the affection of one Brooke, Brooke Hogan yeah. way back, what, three years ago? Yep. Three years ago on uh, VH1's Hogan Knows Best. Yep. So, so uh, that would make sense. And I, no. we can only, for those of us that know Harry Smith well, and I, my God, I, I, I've watched him grow up from, a, from an infant, um, what an exciting thing it would be for him to finally get, and he's been on the main roster, but to get a push would, would certainly be something. No, absolutely. And some of the rumored matches, I think, that should happen for the card. Obviously, um, you've got money in the bank. And you know what? I want to say this now. Uh, 25 years of WrestleMania history. This year, let's do something a little different. If you want to have a money in the bank match, that's fine. There's plenty of guys you could put in that match. Um, if CM Punk is still your Intercontinental Champion, I want to see an Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania 25. It's been a long time yeah. since that title, which used to be a prestigious title, was defended at a WrestleMania. Every year, the Intercontinental Champion is in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. I don't want to see that this year. No, we don't need to see that anymore. I want to see an Intercontinental Championship match with CM Punk, and I don't give a shit who it is, for the Intercontinental title. That's where we need to go this year with that. 25 years of history. Play up that title. It means something in this business. Make it so. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, Double J, and uh, what they have done with their secondary champions. I mean, look at what Jack Swagger, the ECW World Heavyweight Champion, come on. Come on. And, and wrestling second on on house shows this past weekend against Fit Finley. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, somebody or a number of people in the office have have not been doing the right thing and what's right for business with respect to the champions and the championship belts and, and guys that are holding the championship belts, um, and things have to get better. And I really think that given... The big stage of WrestleMania and WrestleMania 25 that uh, over the last couple of years, that has been by far and away the best WWE show of the year. And I think it won't disappoint, especially this year when the night before such luminaries as Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, the Funk Brothers. Oh, I hell yeah. That. What? I, I can't believe that. What? I can't believe. Spit it out, you dumb son of a bitch. What? I can't believe that, that Titan Towers is, is going to induct Cowboy Bill Watts to the WWE Hall of Fame. But then again, the I said I, I was shocked when they decided to induct Vern Gagne into the WWE Hall of Fame. So nothing surprises me uh, at the decisions and who gets inducted and they're still they're not done we, we've definitely we're gonna have we're gonna have uh rick flair inducting um stone cold no nope. ricky, uh, ricky, ricky steamboat steamboat now okay all right all right that's I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and i'm gonna say for the first time in the history of the hall of fame stone cold steve austin will be inducted by vincent kennedy mcmahon I think so eh uh, if anybody should induct Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's the guy who it's put Vince him over McMahon. more than anybody? It's the guy who put him over. Let's face it. Vince McMahon's company was saved by, by, by Stone guy. Cold Steve yeah. Austin. And if you want to go one step further, Vince McMahon should really thank Triple H, 
Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Shawn Michaels because had it not been for the incident in Madison Square Garden when the click gave the hugs in the ring as, as Diesel and Razor were leaving, Stone Cold Steve Austin would have never won the King of the Ring in 96. True. Because slated to win the King of the Ring was none other than Triple H. And because he was being punished for his part in that incident, he didn't win that King of the Ring until 97. Right. And it really springboarded off and made Stone Cold a star. Man, and, and I remember when that happened, and I remember reading accounts of how pissed off the office was at, 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 at the four of them. Uh, uh, the biggest, I mean, Vince McMahon loves, his home is Madison Square Garden. And what they did that night, certainly uh, uh, the repercussions were felt long and wide for a long time. But uh, WrestleMania this year, guys, is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I One year, I'd love to go to, uh, to WrestleMania and, and specifically to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony the night before. That's, that's a lot of fun. And, and they're not finished. I mean, four? The Funks, Watts, Austin, anybody else that we've heard about? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Not, Not yet. yet. But you know what? I want to go out on a limb here, and if if anyone in Titan Towers is listening to what I have to say. And then, they do then, listen. Then Pat take, Patterson listens to Sunday Night Showdown every week. Well, then Pat Patterson has good taste. But I want to say this now. If you are listening and you want to have a, a really good match at WrestleMania, this is what I suggest. I think you got too many tag titles on your shows. And you don't have enough tag teams in that division. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. On the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, I want to see the WWE Tag Team Champions versus the World Tag Team Champions. And I want to see a unification match for the undisputed Tag Team Champions of the World at WrestleMania 25. And let it Once, a- one pair of belts... For all shows. That's the way you need to go. And let it be a four-star match. Well, if it's Miz and Morrison and I don't know if I don't I don't I don't know about Carlito and Primo. No, but you could put the belt on anybody in the next seven weeks to face Miz and Morrison. But I want to see an undisputed tag team championship match where you have one set of tag team champions to go around all three brands because let's face it, you don't have enough tag teams on each brand to justify having a fucking tag team title on each show. Let's make it one fucking thing. Well, Miz and Morrison seem to be popping up on every show as it is anyway. Yeah. In the last seven months, the Miz and Morrison every week have worked all three shows. They're the most valuable players in that company, in my estimation right now, because they're the guys that bust their ass well, week amal- in and week if out. they're on all three shows as it is, amalgamate the straps. Exactly. You know? Listen, I'd like to thank uh, everybody listening to Sunday Night Showdown on SundayNightShowdown.com. Uh, everybody in the uh, chat room tonight, uh, like we suggested, you want uh, topics for us to discuss uh, on WrestleMania 25 or any other show, uh, just uh, uh, post your questions and Internet Dave will uh, amalgamate and uh, compile the list and we'll, we'll, we'll answer your questions by hook or by crook, come hell or high water, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun for us and uh, hopefully a lot of fun for you listeners out there as well and uh, uh, regardless of how subpar once again the uh, TNA pay-per-view was tonight I hope that uh, we were entertaining for you and uh, you were entertained by us uh, here on Sunday Night Showdown. You know what I want to say this I watching the pay-per-view tonight um, I wasn't as disappointed as I, I 
naturally assumed that was going to be. To be right? um, it was pleasantly a decent pay-per-view. And uh, kudos to TNA. Um, I think it was a mistake to keep both world titles on injured people. I think Sting should have dropped the title tonight. I think that ODB should have won the women's title because Awesome Kong has got some nagging problems. And you're only going to make things worse when you put these guys in matches. And uh, I don't know. I think that was a mistake. But that's just my opinion. But other than that, honestly, I, I thought the card was the card was weak, but the show was fine. So it's fun. I really, really enjoyed the, uh, except for the finish, the the Eric Young, Alex Shelley match. I thought that was uh, very well done. And the two of them, obvious from their uh, long history together and many matches that they've had, uh, put on a stellar performance. Uh, um, I enjoyed the uh, the tag team title match. Uh, Those were the two best matches. Yeah, by all means, no question. Um, I, I I did not think that the uh, four way for the uh, World TNA Heavyweight Championship was. Uh, was very good at all, but given the fact that uh, uh, three of them, four members, are in their late 40s, um, I, I really, I'm not surprised by the fact that, that they left the strap on Sting, uh, but I thought the more likely decision was to uh, put the strap on Kurt Angle, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it twists and turns in any way you look at it, uh, uh, it, it bodes well for continued uh, TNA programming, and uh, if you don't get a chance to watch Impact, uh, uh, you know, We'll see you uh, all for uh, the next pay-per-view offering next month, which Dave is for TNA. Yes, it is Destination uh, X Destination with X, the Ultimate X uh, match um, that is always or has historically been a lot of fun and very well done. But this is the first year in about five that a certain somebody that always had the Ultimate X match under his booking wing won't be there to book this year, and that's one Scott Demore. So we'll have to see how that pans out, but I'm sure that uh, a certain um, gentleman that hasn't been on TNA programming for a number of weeks uh, will have involvement that he always does in that Ultimate X match, and I speak of none other than Christopher Daniels. Uh, you know what? Maybe a suicide he will. As suicide. And he is actually playing suicide right now. Okay. With Frankie Kazarian injured, they've decided that uh, Chris Daniels will play suicide up until Kazarian can return, which... Well, and, and, of course, he's used to being in a mask. Well, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? It's a uh, hard thing to do. You know, it is. It is. And I think Daniels' suicide is, is a good choice, but it sucks for Daniels because he should be back in the front line. He should be where he belongs. You know, main eventing TNA pay-per-views with, with the rest of the guys. And I just, it sucks that, you know, they've had to give him these mask gimmicks and, and keep him off. So, you know what, kudos to Chris Daniels for, for taking the mantle of suicide and running with it. And I think that, uh, I think he's going to do a fine job. But tonight, I, I give the I give the grade for the pay-per-view. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, a B minus. Yeah, that sounds good. That's about what I was thinking. It's about their best rating in a long time. Yeah. That is. And having spoken with uh, the number of uh, Alberta pro wrestling uh, stars that were in the house tonight, they, they thought as well that it was a lot better than what they have seen from TNA pay-per-view offerings over the last few months. And, uh, you know, that, that only bodes well. We only want to see TNA do well with all the talent that they have. Um, 
it's really disheartening over the last year that they've we, we sit here um, on, you know Sunday night once a month for TNA pay-per-views and and after they're done we look at each other and and shake our collective heads so things are looking up you know what they are and, um, and I'm glad um, before we close out the show again I want to reiterate if you uh, if you listen to Sunday night show on a regular basis if this is your first time listening to Sunday Night Showdown, uh, thank you for coming in and listening. And if you have suggestions, uh, if you want us to talk about certain things with the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, I want to hear your feedback. I, I want to know what you want to what you want to hear on this show. If you want us to compile a list of best matches, whatever, just let us know at SundayNightShowdown.ca. SundayNightShowdown at Yahoo. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me on that, Mr. Producer Guy. No problem. But uh, before we close out, I know you and I were having a long discussion about Randy Savage. There is a silver lining. Uh, There is rumored this year, and I know Vince had pulled this off a couple years ago, they wanted to do a Macho Man Randy Savage three-disc DVD. I heard that. Um, They put it in the can, and it was never going to see the light of day. Uh, The rumor is it's actually going to come out this year. Really? Like this summer. And if it is, I'm picking that motherfucker up the day it comes out. Um, and you got to think that if they're going... Stop looking at him. If you're going to... <laughs> if you're, do not look directly into the eye of the sun. Okay. You will become blind. <laughs> Anyways, um, if they're going to bend and bring out the Macho Man 3-disc DVD compilation, could... It be far behind that in some way, shape, or form he appears at the very least as an inductee into the Hall of Fame. You know what? I want to see that. Maybe maybe they'll induct him this year. No. Don't no. think so? Randy Savage is a guy that should be your main guy. Your main guy. He's got to be, guy. right? Yeah. Um, maybe in a couple years it could happen, which, which you know, with all this coming out, it, it leads me to some hope that, that uh, the WWE and – THQ are going to release possibly as the last confirmed member of the roster for Legends of WrestleMania, or Randy Savage. Content or something. But, Paul uh, Levesque once said a long time ago, I think even before he slept with Stephanie McMahon, that one of his favorite wrestlers of all time was the Macho Man. You know what? A lot of people should should be that way. He was an innovator, and um, I do know that he's also on the cover of the Saturday Night's Main Event DVD that's coming out. So uh, really, yeah. So again, okay. there, there is right. there is hope that uh, that he could be in some form getting back in the good graces of the McMahon family. And you know what? If anybody deserves to be nominated in the Hall of Fame, uh, hands down, Randy Savage. Guys, speaking of DVDs, I got to th- just throw this. I know we got to wrap. I watched disc one of the Edge compilation set this week. Wow. Yeah. Like, I knew Adam Copeland a little bit when he was, before he he, um, he went to WWE, he was spent a lot of time here in Calgary training um, with, with Christian and Mark Henry um, at the time, and they were trained heavily by... By Bret Hart and and Leo Burke. Was that the uh, Sexton Hardcastle days? Yes. <laughs> Sexton Hardcastle. Sexton Hardcastle. That's right. And they spent a lot of time in a certain fine 
establishment that, that the Shark used to manage. And, and you know what? Um, back then, he was such a student of the pro wrestling, pardon me, sports entertainment game. Um, and what a bright, bright guy he was. And, and, and he listened to everything and everybody. And he wanted people's perspectives. He would ask people. I thought it was very interesting. He'd ask me. He'd ask my DJs who were big wrestling fans uh, always um, about what they thought about this guy, that guy. How did you like that finisher? Was he, And it, one of his questions was, and I, I remember this to this day, is he, he always asked smart marks and, and, and students of the game, whether they were workers or just fans, did you think that was believable? And he was very very headstrong and very smart as to trying to figure out for at least himself what the fans liked and what was believable and what was contrived. And I really remember that about Adam Copeland and, and not having obviously talked to him face-to-face -face in, in many, many years, uh, 10 years. Um, and, and watching disc one of that DVD set, reminded me about how articulate and how much of a student of the wrestling business Adam Copeland is. And, and, and you know, you, you mentioned Double J a, a few months ago uh, on this very show that, that how, how strong Edge's character is on WWE programming. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get a chance to watch SmackDown. Um, and, and I watch I watch Raw and and you know I even watch um, Impact, but I do not get a chance to watch SmackDown. And uh, um, you know you, you guys might. Uh, how how is Edge doing these days? Edge is doing great. Uh, you know what? Edge is one of those guys that um, he's still young in the business, and I honestly feel like Edge is going to be one of those guys that's going to have. Multiple title reigns. I mean, he's already got like seven or eight WWE seven. championships. He, he's already had a career. Yeah, exactly. Already for for most people. Yeah, I know? mean, he's he's ha he's held the tag team titles more times than anybody with yeah, different partners. Eleven or twelve at least. You know, yeah. with Hulk Hogan. How old would Adam Copeland be at this point? I'm gonna say in his thirties, mid thirties, thirty three. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I mean, he's already had a decade of, of career in WWE. And, and uh, you know, and there, there was some stuff that I saw on YouTube recently of when he was in WCW. And uh, very funny stuff. Very funny stuff. Uh, he just turned 35. Well, there you go. Anyways, um, we have obviously a lot to discuss. And we'll reconvene here at Bottoms Up Sports Pub next Sunday for World Wrestling Entertainment's pay-per-view No Way Out. Dave, the, the match is set so far for No Way Out. We have our Raw Elimination Chamber match. We have our SmackDown Elimination Chamber match. And we don't Smack have an ECW Elimination Chamber Thank match. Thank goodness. goodness. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the, Smack, the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match is going to be about 68 million times better than the Raw one is. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a good show. you got JBL versus uh, Shawn Michaels in the All or Nothing match. You've got, uh, obviously, 
Let's see what else have we got here. I'll get it here and just. Well, that's okay. Seconds. That's all right. Well, well we do have the the Raw Elimination Chamber match, which you said yeah. uh, SmackDown is going to be much better because when you look at the roster, you've got Mysterio, Kane, Knox, um, Cena. Who else am I missing here? All right. Well, the okay. So the Raw title match is Kane versus Ray versus Jericho versus Mike Knox versus <coughs> John Cena. And Kofi Kingston. Now, I, I want to bring up a funny little point, and, and I'd be reminisced if, if my wife. <laughs> I wish she was here. Right. I wish she was here because this was this was her uh, her deductive reasoning, and I, I flat out told her, and we got to this huge fight about it. I, I flat out told her there's no way in hell. Um, she basically came up with the plot that Chris Jericho was going to win the World Heavyweight Championship in the Elimination Chamber, and then he was going to go on to WrestleMania and defend that title against uh, Mickey Rourke. And I said, oh, not a chance in goodness. hell. And, uh, you know, she didn't like the answer that I gave her there. And uh, let's just say it wasn't a pleasant night in the Sex A household. But uh, there's no way. Vince McMahon is notorious for booking celebrities. I mean, obviously he did it with, he did it with Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow, and Taylor went over Bigelow. And we've seen it with... We've seen it with Big Show and Mayweather. But you never bring in a celebrity when it involves a title. This is not WCW. I told her that. and it's. But that was that was and it, it, it was well, an idea. It's fantasy booking on it's behalf fantasy of, booking. Uh, uh, of Harmony. And but uh, no way in hell it would ever happen. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you know, uh, with the way things have been going at Titan Tower and on their, their booking committee, it just might happen. Ah. I can't see it, but I, I can't who see knows. it either, because then the WWE title or the World Heavyweight Championship would mean just as much as when David Arquette won the WCW World, the WCW World Title. Terrible, it, terrible. Anyways, but uh, uh, Double J, thank you. Yep. Internet Dave, thank you. Um, we had a great time tonight. I did. Yeah, I had a good Definitely. time too. It was a good time. TNA uh, did not time. disappoint me like um, he usually does. Uh, and you know, I'd like to throw this out, and. Um, I'd like to discuss on, on maybe, not next week because it'll be way too busy, but maybe the next TNA show we could take a segment and discuss what's going on in, uh, in Ring of Honor, what's going on in uh, AAA Lucha Libre in Mexico, what's going on in, uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling in Japan. That would be fun to tackle those three uh, fronts in the world of professional wrestling on a, uh, on a future show. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. When you were uh, attending to business earlier, Internet Dave and I were having a a discussion about that, and uh, when the show goes off the air tonight, we'll we'll have a discussion about this. But I'm thinking in uh, in the coming weeks we should have uh, one Sunday night showdown from uh, from Casa de Sexe with us at, at the house, and right. you know maybe even get an interview right. with someone, and you know we just go from there. Hasn't been done in a while. Has not been done in a while. I'll bring the book out and, and we'll I book know, a guest, and, and I I know that a. A certain somebody in Windsor, Ontario, on a, on a Sunday night would 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 be all too happy to uh, give his perspectives. I'd like to hear his perspectives. And you know what? Like he has had a couple interviews, but they haven't really been that high profile. No. Uh, no, and I'd love so to. Uh, it would be good. I'd love to pick uh, the brain of the uh, of Hotshot Johnny Devine on on Sunday Night Showdown. That that would be easily done and. Uh, he probably has some really good perspectives of, of uh, his time in TNA and uh, his time now away from TNA. It'll be interesting to uh, to see if he actually watched the pay-per-view tonight. No, it and, would and, be. And, and see what he thinks. And uh, 
Uh, he doesn't have to worry about. And to see, what, uh, I just reminded myself how how his uh, how his tryouts went um, at the Survivor Series. Yes. And on the Raw in Cleveland the night after. Well, if I'm not mistaken, he was backstage at the Rumble this year. Well, the Rumble, pardon me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, how how all that went and. Uh, because uh, I, I don't think we've heard the last of Hot Shot Johnny Devine. Oh, absolutely in the, uh, not. In the world of pro wrestling. And uh, um, I really think that a guy like him on a show like ECW is a perfect fit. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. But I, I really like the idea, uh, as mentioned, Double J, of, uh, you know, one Sunday night. At, and, and, and maybe if it's going to be at Casa de Sexy, maybe we could bust out. <laughs> uh, uh, Some uh, Oklahoma healthy. cheese sauce. Healthy, <laughs> helping of Kissel sauce. Kissel. Or, ah. or as Internet Dave likes to call it, Oklahoma, Oklahoma cheese sauce. But it just doesn't have the same ring as, you know, like when you, you give a, a, a good Kissel. It's, like <laughs> it's like a cold spot of a knife edge chop. Rush to the throat. Yes, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, with that being said, guys, I think That's it's time to time to wrap this bitch up, and we will join you again next week live right yes. here from Bottoms Up in the heart of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, with of course P Diddy, Mark the Shark, DiCarlo, possibly Boom Boom, myself, the charismatic king of the showdown ring, the sexy one himself, Mister Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, come it was back. great Harmony, to have you. Come back. Harmony needs to come back. It was great to have you guys. We'll catch you next week. You ain't got to go home, but guess what? You're getting the fuck out of here. We'll see you next week. Good night, bitches. <laughs>